RadioAlabamaSports.net. a local insurance agent, someone that lives in your community, someone that can be there at the drop of a hat, like a good neighbor. State Farm Agent Alvy Steers can help you identify your insurance needs and help you choose the right policy. And when you need him, State Farm Agent Alvy Steers is there for you. State Farm Agent Alvy Steers in Silicaga. Online at alvysteers.net. extra energy to make it through the day? Allen Brew Market has monster energy drinks, candy, and snacks for that quick pick-me-up. At Allen Brew Market, they mean it when they say fuel for your car and fuel for your body. You're rolling with Allen, oh yeah, Allen Brew Markets. Ah, it's been too long, man. The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Those are the guys bringing home the hardware. Weekday morning. It's Adderall friendly. New to three on Fox Sports Central Alabama on 98.3 FM. The following is a presentation of Radio Alabama Sports. This broadcast is copyrighted by Radio Alabama for the private use of our audience. Any other use of this broadcast, descriptions, or accounts of the game without Radio Alabama's consent is strictly prohibited. is right here. This is Fayetteville Wolves football on the Fayetteville Sports Network presented by Coosa Pines Federal Credit Union. Sponsored by Toyota of Silicaga, Allen Brew Market, Chick-fil-A, Coosa Valley Medical Center, Area Real Estate, Childersburg Primary Care, Movement Mortgage, State Farm Agent Sheila Curtis, Coosa Valley Auto Sales, Silicaga Chamber of Commerce, Harvey's on Noble, Cup of Grace Cafe and Coffee Shop, Van Zant Hardware, Swin, Print, Sycamore Federal Credit Union, Amya, Coosa Valley Recycling, Marble City Pharmacy, District 33 State Representative Ben Robbins, Heritage Freight, State Farm Agent Albia Steers, Silicaga Parks and Recreation, First Bank of Alabama, Talladega County Revenue Commissioner Cindy Pennington, and Coosa Valley MRI. Now, here's color analyst Jacob Bassett and the voice of Fayetteville Wolves Athletics, Blake Bagley. This is the Radio Alabama Sports Kickoff Show on the Fayetteville Sports Network, presented by Coosa Pines Federal Credit Union. Show on the Federal Sports Network, presented by Coospines Federal Credit Union. Blake Bagley alongside Jacob Bassett here on a beautiful Friday evening, getting ready for some football action as both teams are out warming up. And uh, the Wolves 
got out to a 2-0 start this season. They dropped their last two in a row in region play, so they're looking to bounce back um, against a team that they haven't seen in a couple seasons, the Victor Christian Lions, who last time we were here in Tail City, they pulled off a 20-6 win over the Lions uh, with a pretty good performance by quarterback and do-everything man Blake Manchin. So they're looking to bounce back today uh, as they take on the Lions um, a little bit smaller school. Had a little bit of a drive, but traffic wasn't too bad. And uh, the Wolves are ready to, to get things underway this evening. As we talked with Coach John Limbaugh yesterday evening, and he anticipates his team's out and hungry for another win as as they're now 500 on the season. They're looking to get one game above 500, and I definitely think that they can do that this evening. Um, the team they have best team they've had in, in a few years, and I think they can definitely come out and uh, get the win. So let's look at the federal keys to game for success tonight. It's time now for the keys to the game. Got to secure the perimeter if you're the Wolves. He got ran off last week by Jamari Lawson. 150 yards in the first half. Um, got to keep him under control. Get the edge locked down. A defense, more game tackling than they had last week. Get back, that. Get back to their true identity of running the football to open up the passing game. And uh, that's what the Wolves are going to have to do this week. Jake, how are you doing this evening? Doing pretty good. How about yourself? I'm doing well, man. Uh, what are some keys to the game, you think, for the Wolves to get the win this evening? Well, we got to tackle more than just the first play of the game. Uh, that would be any improvement from last week. Yeah, the the bar is kind of low this week. Is um, just letting the audience know, you know, the Wolves are two and zero. We're two and zero. Dropped two games the last two weeks in region play, so the margin for error is slim. Yeah, you go back to the Lynette game. We had success with the football the first quarter. You know, we had the ball the first ten minutes of the first quarter. Then Lynette got got their hands on the football, and it was off to the races for the. Lynette Panthers from there, and then you go last week where we had trouble containing the edge, and that Lawson kid from Vincent, every time he found the edge, it seems like that was six points. Yeah, that he did, and then no disrespect to Vincent, but they were, they're not as good of a football team as the Wolves are. You play that game ten times, Pebble wins eight of them. Pebble didn't look like their head was in the game or that they wanted to be there, but I'm sure things have changed this week. Coach John Limbaugh said they had a great week of practice. And uh, they're ready to get back out there, and they really need to get back to their true identity. You know, uh, they've been throwing the ball great, and Pacey and Zeke Loach are statistically in the top five right now in state 1A through 7A um, in receiving and catching, which is great. But Coach John Limbaugh really wants to get back running the ball, and you can tell when he can't open up the running game early, he is feeling uncomfortable, um, and you see that translate onto the field. Yeah, those stats look good on paper, but you got to start showing it on the scoreboard too. Eventually, you know, you got the senior leadership at quarterback with Pacey. You know, you have his brother and plenty of other weapons that receiver around him. You know, last week uh, you had a bunch of eighth graders and ninth graders making big plays when Pacey called their name to catch the ball, and hopefully we'll see them improve on that this week, and we should be all right. Absolutely, I think we'll see a big improvement this week from last week. You know, you don't want to lose three in a row. That's definitely not the way to get the season going. But uh, as I stated earlier, margin for error is low right now, Jacob. The Wolves play in a very tough region. They play in the SEC West. Um, 
or you could even say the Big Ten East, whichever way you wanted to go with that, of high school ball. Um, and it's going to be very tough. They're going to have, they're going to need some help to get into the playoffs right now. They can win out. And not that the team isn't capable of beating everybody on their schedule, but statistically that's difficult to do. Um, so this team's definitely got to, uh, play hard and they're going to need a little bit of help. Yeah, we got arguably the second best team in the region in BB Comer. It's crazy we're saying that given the, you know, the recent history with Comer. You know, Adam Fawcett's done a good job with that program and we still have them to play. You know, they're a hard-nosed, hard-running football team with Kamori Harris and the Carmichaels and so forth. Richard Weed, you know, he's he's about my size, maybe a little smaller. He's a he's a playmaker. So they have playmakers all the way around. That's the team we're going to have to look for, you know, later on down the road. That's, it's still a winnable ball game. There's 11 on 11 on a 100-yard by 53-yard football field. Anything can happen. That's exactly right, Jacob. And and you know, Comer they lucked up. I guess you could say lucked up or lucked uh, or negatively. Um, they played their three toughest region opponents within the first four weeks of the season, um, and they've already played. I believe it's Lynette, Lafette, and Ranburn, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and then they got the Wolves coming up, and uh, definitely the Wolves is the toughest opponent that Comer will see the rest of the season. That that's not including the playoffs, but um, this Wolves team's definitely got a chance to win the rest of their games. Uh, there's a couple difficult ones, but they've got all their difficult games at home this season. Uh, so you got to be thinking that they could run the table and possibly go seven and three or eight and two. Yeah, we still have Ranburn on our schedule. I, this week during work, you know, I was able to kind of scout, if you will, at the Comer and Ranburn game a little bit. It seemed like Comer couldn't stop the pass and. Ramburn couldn't stop the run, so if we can do one or the other against those two, we should come out pretty good. And like you said, losing right now is basically not an option. There is barely room for error, but we don't need it right now. Absolutely. Uh, the play last week, just re- extremely disappointed in how the Wolves performed. and I know that wasn't the outcome they were looking for. If you win last week, you could possibly drop two more games in the season. But with that loss against an inferior opponent, um really makes, like you said, the margin for error really slim, but uh, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll preview this matchup a little bit more, talk about last week, but you're listening to Fable Football, the pregame show on the Fable Sports Network, presented by Coos Pines Federal Credit Union. We'll be back shortly. Ever wonder why your friends are all members of Coosa Pines Federal Credit Union? It's the low auto loan rates, great checking accounts, and digital services with no fees. But most of all, it's the people helping people philosophy of caring for its members and communities. That's why Coosa Pines was voted best credit union, best auto loan, and best financial planning in the Coosa Valley for 2021. And why we say Coosa Pines is where you belong. Find Coosa Pines FCU on Facebook. Federally insured by NCUA. Equal housing lender. Please come by to enjoy some of the great deals at Coosa Valley Auto Sales in beautiful Sylacauga, Alabama. Get up to $10,000 off 2017 and 2018 F-154x4s. Please enjoy the game and come by and see us at 35184 Highway 280 in beautiful Sylacauga, Alabama from 10.30 in the morning until 5 o'clock p.m. Monday through Friday and 10.30 until 12.30 on Saturdays. Call us at 256-267-8296. 
I'm Cindy Pennington, Tottega County Revenue Commissioner. As the Extra Point sponsor, I want to make a point to let you, the taxpayer, know that we are here to serve you. Whether you're buying a car tag, paying property taxes, or conducting other business, our staff is there to help in a friendly, efficient manner. Many of these transactions can be handled by mail or online, or visit us at the courthouse or our Mumford Oxford location on Highway 21 North. Go live. Paid political advertisement by Cindy Pennington, Talladega County Revenue Commissioner. Grace Cafe. Looking for a savory lunch? Their chicken salad is made fresh daily with grapes and pecans or dried cranberries. They also have other sandwiches, soups, and assortment of fresh pastries. Order online for pickup or curbside. Cup of Grace on First Street in both Silicaga and Childersburg. You can also rent either location for parties and events. Omia is proud to have been a part of Silicaga since 1992 and is delighted to be a contributor to the continued growth of Marble City. Omia strives for the very same excellence at their workplace as student-athletes do in the classroom and on the field and court. Omia says good luck to all Silicaga Aggie athletes. To learn more about the innovations at Omia, visit omia.com. That's O-M-Y-A dot com. Omia, supplying superior products throughout the southeastern and southwestern United States. Are you looking for extra money? Coosa Valley Recycling pays top dollar for aluminum, copper, brass, steel, old appliances, and even old cars. Coosa Valley Recycling is located a few miles southeast of Sylacauga on Highway 280. They're open Monday through Friday. Call for hours and rates at 256-245-4300. Coosa Valley Recycling, where the customer gets paid. When choosing a real estate agent, you want someone you can trust. Whether you're looking for your forever home, looking for an investment property, or that great lake house to retire to, Area Real Estate is the group you want on your side. Their experience in the industry and being a member of the National Association of Realtors guarantees that you'll get the best deal on your next property. They serve all of this area, including Lake Martin. Check their website for listings at arearealestateinc.com. The great Joe Namath said, football is a team game. So is life. Coosa Pines Federal Credit Union proudly supports the broadcasts of area high school athletics on radio, social media, and through the Radio Alabama Sports app. Enjoy B.B. Comer, Fayetteville, Childersburg, and Sylacauga football this season presented by Coosa Pines Federal Credit Union. On and off the field, Coosa Pines is here to help you reach your goals. Find them on Facebook, federally insured by NCUA Equal Housing Lender. to Fayetteville High School Football on the Fayetteville Sports Network, presented by Coosa Pines Federal Credit Union. Now, back to the stadium. Welcome back to the Federal Football Pre-Game Show on the Federal Sports Network, presented by Coosa Pines Federal Credit Union. Blake Bagley alongside Jacob Bassett uh, for this pivotal game that both teams need. Uh, Victory Christian on the field is 2-2 two and two this year, but if you count the forfeit against Horseshoe Bend, um, early in the year, they're at two and three, and the Wolves are at two and two. So, uh, the Wolves looking to get above high five hundred, and Victor Christian is looking to get five hundred on the season. Yeah, if you look at uh, Victor Christian's record, you look at their two wins. One was a twenty-eight to seven win against Donahoe, and the other was a forty-two to nothing win against Talladega County Central. So basically, two teams that's not very good. Yeah. So I think you know we have a chance in this game. We just got to. 
do what we do best, control the football, limit turn, turnovers, and get points early. Absolutely. Looks like they didn't have a great show in about two weeks ago against Wadley, uh, a 41 to nothing loss. And I'm sure the Wolves watched a lot of tape on Wadley this week. Yeah, and, uh, you know, Wadley's playing Randolph County tonight, so that'll probably be the film that, you know, Coach Limbaugh gets when he sees when he compares Victory Christian against Wiley and how Wiley does it against Randolph County, you know, that's, it's always good to have common opponents. Absolutely. And, you know, if, if you look, Coach Limbaugh will definitely be studying what Wadley did right to hold a team uh, to zero points, who then turns around the next week and scores 42. So, obviously, uh, they were doing something right. But I think the, the biggest thing this evening is the Wolves really need to get back to running the football. They haven't been able to run the football great all season. No, we've relied heavily on the passing game, and it's worked, obviously, like you said. that Pacey's a top top five, top ten quarterback in the state, and that's one through seven. You know, that's not bad at all. But that also shows you where's the running game. Absolutely. You know, you lose a key contributor last year in Brady Ritchie and Luke White in the backfield, so who's going to be here this year to step up? And uh, so far, we haven't seen a whole lot of running the ball and a whole lot of stepping up. But you got to think we'll see a big dose of uh, Hunter Hammonds out of the backfield this evening. Yeah, Coach has kind of put Hunter. He even put Hunter in it running back a little bit last year, you know, kind of get his feet wet in the position. And he did pretty good last year. He's starting to gain his footing this year, and we're going to need a big game out of him. Yeah, he's still got a couple of years left uh, to play with this Wolves team, um, and they're definitely going to need his con- contribution to them. And uh, we're going to take a quick break. Need some extra energy to make it through the day? Allen Brew Market has monster energy drinks, candy, and snacks for that quick pick-me-up. At Allen Brew Market, they mean it when they say fuel for your car and fuel for your body. You're Noble has something for everyone. Private parties, live music, and entertainment. The perfect date night. The best appetizers and wonderful entrees. Don't forget to check the Harvey's on Noble social media pages to stay up to date on weekly specials. Harvey's on Noble in Silicaga. Open Wednesday through Saturday. Harvey's on Noble. Voted best atmosphere and best entertainment venue in the Coosa Valley. Swin the Printers serves all your printing needs. As a full-service printer, Swin can do everything you need to complete your project. If you can dream it, Swin can print it. Swin is dedicated to providing high-quality printing and excellent customer service to businesses and individuals alike throughout the Coosa Valley and beyond. Call Gary, Janice, or Clay today at 256-245-3236 or visit Swin online at swinprint.com. Whether you're a contractor or a DIY home improver, Van Zandt Hardware and Supply has what you need. From paint, pipes, and tools, and they're a yellow wood distributor as well. Plus, they have professional advice if you need it. Go to Van Zandt Hardware and Supply on Highway 280 in Oak Grove, where perfection for the customer isn't a privilege, it's a standard. 
Central Alabama Community College prepare you to be work ready for free. Enroll in the Ready to Work program and learn the skills you need to start a new career. Call 256-378-2017 to enroll. Classes are free and offered online. Don't let this free online training opportunity pass you by. Call 256-378-2017 today. Get ready to work with Central Alabama Community College's free online class. Call 256-378-2017. Central Alabama Community College. Central to you. Central to your success. to Fayetteville High School Football on the Fayetteville Sports Network, presented by Coosa Pines Federal Credit Union. Now, back to the stadium. Welcome back to the Federal Football Game of the Week on the Federal Sports Network, presented by Coosa Pines Federal, Federal Credit Union. And you are tuned in live to the pregame show as we're less than 10 minutes to kick off here, 6.57 and, um, excuse me, 6.52. I looked at the screen wrong as... The uh, Federal Wolves, who are two and two, will take on the two and three Victory Christian Lions. And um, Wolves are already out on the field warming up. They look ready to go. They got a little pep in their step. Uh, a big improvement from what we seen last week. Yeah, I mean you could tell last week, even during warmups, that they didn't want to be there. And this year, like Coach Limbaugh told us last night, they had a good practice. They've come out work, working pretty good during warmups. Uh, Levi just booms a punt. Yeah, that one was deep, and he'll probably be kicking a few into the woods behind that goal post. The Wolves are out in their apparel this evening, which is gold helmets with numbers on one side and FW on the other with white jerseys with black lettering um, and white pants as well. And we have not seen the Victory Christian Lions enter the field yet, but uh, I'm sure there will be a contrast between these two jerseys so we can tell things apart. Yeah, I was looking at their helmets earlier. If you know what the Detroit Lions helmet looks like in the NFL, imagine that helmet darker with that same Lion logo. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I um, seen a meme the other day, and it was talking about how we, you know, you see a lot of high school teams that just straight up steal an NFL logo, and Victor Christian is one of them. You know, back when I was in high school at Comer, Coach Steers made our helmets look like the LSU Tigers, and it said BBC with that Tiger. We all know how that worked out. It's, it's, I'm glad to be a wolf. Not many of those around here. Yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of tigers around and a lot of black and golds. I mean, Jacob, just in our area, there's four teams that are black and gold. Yeah, you look at us, Lynette, Lafayette, and uh, Comer. Comer. Randolph County is not far behind. They got gold in their color, but they're a real dark navy blue. Uh, a, lot well. of, a lot of gold in our region. Yeah, I guess that's basically the same. I'd want something a little bit, you know, different. If I was a team and I was designing a logo or uh, jersey colors, there's not many teams around that have the color green. I would probably incorporate a dark green. I, I know this ain't the popular opinion, but North Texas has some good-looking uniforms. I don't know why I like that dark green. Yeah, I think from 7th to 12th grade growing up, we only played two schools whose color was green, and that was the Hopeful Bulldogs and the Asheville Tigers. They were all green. Asheville, uh, yeah, that's a we're not far from Asheville no, we're not right far now. From there or Springville. Springville was purple and gold, kind of like the LSU Tigers. We're you know in their in their backyard, and I tell you what, we played one team. They were called the Saints, so there's a unique name. Yeah, absolutely. You don't see as many of them every day. And uh, Victory Christian will be in their gray out tonight, as they've got uh, gray helmets, like he said, that's a darker color, gray jerseys, and gray pants, so we definitely won't have any issues telling these apart, 
as the captains take the field. And for Victory Christian, you got Miles Martin out there with number four, and Billy Davenport, who's number 60, and number seven, Justice Hurley, along with the Wolves, who has sent their four captains out. And I don't have the numbers on those guys at the moment, but as soon as we hear their name called, I'll write it down. There you go. <laughs> yep, because we do not have a number for number four on this Victor Christian roster. So, Or maybe during a break I can sneak next door to the press box and we can get a name. Oh, I've actually got another roster around here, Jacob. And so we can take a look at that before the game starts and should have it right here. And what what do you think the outcome is going to be of this game? Obviously, we're going to be a little bit biased, but uh, how do you think this one plays out? I'm going to say 24 to 14. I think we win by 10 tonight. Yeah, I think the Wolves pull this one off 30 to 12. That's my prediction for this evening. I think they're going to try to get back on track on the offensive side of the ball. Um and I think they can do it if they can get back to running the ball. But if they can't establish a run early, it's going to be a long night. Yeah, I still want to see that Levi field goal. But like Coach Limbaugh said last night, we don't want to get in a situation where you have to use it. But late in the game, say we have a big lead, let's just put them out there at the 30-yard line and see what happens. Absolutely. I think so. Send them out. you got all the faith in the world. And the Wolves will receive the ball first. And as the captains shake hands out there, and your captains are Will Darden and Lane Darden alongside Sully Brooks, I want to say, as well as number 34, Atticus Jacks, as they trot back over here, and the Wolves are about to run out of their cheerleader tunnel. As a pretty big, pretty big, uh, Visiting crowd for the Wolves, as always, as Coach Flimball says there will be. They're actually filled up the stands on the other side. Um, and I think it might be half and half as far as the fan base goes. Yeah, I, I still side by that road field advantage that I talked about last night. We always bring a good crowd, and there are occasions where our away crowd is bigger than the home team. Yeah, I, I've rarely seen any schools that travel more fans than the Wolves do. I mean, you look, when they go on long-distance trips for any – a sport, a lot of times even for the playoffs, they will actually take a bus, um, pay a few dollars, and they'll take the bus to the game. And here comes the Wolves as they're running out. And like we said earlier, they got a lot more pep in the step than uh, they had last weekend. They're ready to play. The band sounds great. And Victor Christian Lions are getting ready to run out of their cheerleading tunnel as well. Clever on the sign that got there, decked the wolves with a uh, holiday tree on there, so Christmas tree, and they'll say, I guess, deck the halls, I don't really know, but I guess that's what they're trying to go for. Well, you know, last week was a wake-up call for Fayetteville, so I look for them to show tremendous improvement from last week, and Coach Limbaugh's favorite word is resilient. We talked about that last yeah. week. So, you know, maybe this team... Shut that loss off last week. Hey, let's move forward. Every game from here on is a winnable football game. We just got to go out there and get it done. Absolutely. And um, the last two weeks, this team has not been resilient. So we'll, let's look for them to be pretty resilient here. And um, I think last week actually marked the first weekend without uh, a heat timeout. Yeah. So luckily we aren't running into those anymore. Stops game action 
And a lot of times will hurt teams' momentum, but now we're in the time of year where it's fall weather, and I actually probably should have brought a light jacket this evening. Yeah, it feels pretty good right now, but, you know, the sun's down, so everything's going to start cooling off. It's going to be chilly by the time this thing's over. Yeah, it's a great evening for football, and we got a great view here in Pell City at Victory Christian High School, and um, the Lions are getting ready to kick things off, and they want nothing more here than a three and out. And the Wolves want to score. The Wolves have not scored on opening drive this year. Yeah, we, we definitely need to score right here. I think the team that scores first and scores often. Excuse me, they did score on their first drive against Horseshoe Bend. Um, I'm not sure about Woodland. They didn't score their first drive against Woodland, did they? Uh, that's a negative. All right, so one time they scored on the first drive. And I, I'm always a fan of deferring the kickoff to the second half, but... You know, I know that's not a popular opinion, but I always like to get the defense established first. You know, anytime I play a football video game, I think I even have my Madden set up now to where I do receive the second half kickoff. Yeah, that's the way I have mine set up as well. And I don't like how on the Madden now they have it to where you can't, you don't actually do the coin toss at the game. That's kind of weird. But yeah. um, here comes the Lions as they boot one, a squib kick across the middle that'll be fielded by Hunter Hammonds, who will then toss it to Zeke or Pacey DeLoach, who gets out to about the 30-yard line, slips and falls. Had he not fell, it possibly could have went for six. If he wouldn't have got six, he would have at least crossed midfield. Uh, just the ball was bobbled, and I guess it was bobbled during the reverse, or was it reverse? because of the bobble, but still not not too bad field position to start. Yeah, you'll take it from the 32-yard line. That's where the Wolves will set up shop. And we'll see what the Wolves can do here. It's uh, not a great show in the past two weeks. They're looking to get back on track now. They're going to come out in that eye formation like they did last week. Two receivers to the near side. The Loach under center. Takes the snap, drops back. It's going to be a screen to Zeke the Loach, and it's through his hands. He could have had probably six or seven yards, but that was a good throw by Pacey, but a drop. Yeah, and we're lucky that ball crossed the line of scrimmage as a forward pass because it wasn't, you know, that far past it. I mean, that could have been a a heads-up call by the referee. He could have called whatever he wanted to. Yeah, absolutely. They're lucky that that, uh, Pacey did drop back. If that had been a backwards pass, then that might have not been the way the Wolves would want to get started this evening. Same formation. Two receivers to the near side. Deloach under center. Takes the snap. This time it's going to be a fullback dive to Hunter Hammonds, who is going to carry it for about 13 yards. He exploded up through there, and I was looking, and I was like, I wonder why they got Hunter Hammonds at fullback, and now you see why. Yeah, and there's that running game that Coach Limbaugh was talking about. He wanted to establish. Maybe that's something they worked on in practice. You know we can pass. We need to work on the run, and right there we showed improvement. Absolutely, Jacob, and uh, this team is, that's one thing they had their advantage this year on offense. They're not one-dimensional as they have been in the past. Same formation, Deloach steps back, it's a Zeke to screen to Zeke this time. He's got five yards, ten yards, makes a man miss, 15 yards, and he's finally drugged down at about the 37-yard line as the Wolves cross midfield for a first down at the 37-yard line. Every play so far has been a, a positive play. Hats off to the offensive line for giving Pacey time to throw and that previous play opening the hole up for Hammonds to get through. Absolutely. you just got to be able to build on this momentum. Uh, this looks like they'll take a break to huddle for this one. And they'll come back to the line of scrimmage in the same formation except two receivers to the right side. 
Hunter Hammond's in at fullback again. Deloach takes the snap. It's going to be a fullback dive, and it's going nowhere. Forward progress might have got him a yard and a half second down. Hey, a positive play is a positive play. and We're in that area now. Should we get into a four-down situation? We do have a kicker. That we do. And uh, one thing I want to note, too, we have not seen Hunter Robertson in the backfield so far this year. And uh, he's actually lined up in the backfield, or he was on that previous play, but it looks like that Evan Baker has now checked in. And it'll be a snap. Deloach drops back. He's going to pass. He's got Zeke wide open, who makes the catch for 15-yard gain. He's got 20. And he's finally hit, fumbled the ball, but picked it back up. And uh, he's pulled down at about the 15-yard line, first down again. That's a good thing Zeke didn't take his eyes off the football when it got away from him because he was able to keep his eyes on it, stick his arms out, bring it back in. Uh, That was almost a costly mistake for the Wolves, but we prevented it. Absolutely. Always keep your eye on the ball. As Pacey's now two for three passing, and I would say upwards of about 35 yards through the air. Deloach under center, two receivers to the near side, takes the snap. It's going to be a hand to Evan Baker, who's met at the line of scrimmage and taken down immediately uh, for no gain. Second down. We're just two minutes into this first quarter, and we got a 0-0 score, but the Wolves are in the red zone, looking at a second and nine. Yeah, points in the red zone, no matter if it's a touchdown or a field goal. And we know being an Auburn fan, you know, watching Fable, points in the red zone are important, and we need to capitalize. Absolutely. Gus Malzahn did not know how to do that. Deloach under center takes the snap. It's going to be a hand to Baker this time, and he's brought down after about a yard gain. Nothing going there. Yeah, it looks like you need to make some adjustments on the right-hand side of the line. They ran that way the last two or three plays, and... Third down and no game. Absolutely, and this is where you don't want to be in any stage of the game is third and long. Um, the Wolves know they got a guy that can kick it, but you're thinking touchdown on your first drive. Deloach under center, two receivers to the near side. Takes the snap, he drops back. He's got plenty of time. Fires a bullet into the end zone, and it's dropped by Zeke Deloach. Yeah. Perfect throw. If Pacey would have took some off of that, I believe that would have been six. But it looks like... I'm trying to see if I see Levi, if we're going to go for three here. Um, It looks like they are going to go for three, unless this is a fake, and we've known John Limbaugh to do that before. But uh, you got to think, two drops early in the game, that that one cost them six. Yeah, and I, w- I wouldn't expect a, a fake or anything. I mean, you know, you never know what Limbaugh's going to do, but points is important right now. That's right. And uh, the ball must be wet this evening, the field wet, because that's uh, not like Zeke to drop those. Snap, hold is good and the kick is good so we're just over three minutes into the game the wolves march down the field could have had six but they settled for three and uh, you're listening to the federal football game of the week on the federal sports network presented by coos pines federal credit union and we'll be back shortly let Central Alabama Community College prepare you to be work-ready for free. Enroll in the Ready to Work program and learn the skills you need to start a new career. Call 256-378-2017 to enroll. Classes are free and offered online. Don't let this free online training opportunity pass you by. Call 256-378-2017 today. Get ready to work with Central Alabama Community College's free online class. Call 256-378-2017. Central Alabama Community College. Central to you. Central to your success. The 
This is the first quarter of Fayetteville High School football. Brought to you by Radio Alabama Sports. Welcome back to the Fayetteville Football Game of the Week on the Fayetteville Sports Network. Presented by Cooper Fire Credit Union. Blake Bagley alongside Jacob Bassett. As we're just over three minutes into the first quarter, the Wolves marched down the field and got three points as Levi tees it up. And this one he's going to boot deep. And that one's actually going to go through the end zone for a touchback. And uh, VC will take over at the 20-yard line. First time we'll see them on offense this evening. Yeah, I hadn't really seen much of their offense. But, you know, in their two wins, they scored quick and scored often, it looks like. So now we need to get this Wolves defense in check. Um, make adjustments throughout the game if you have to, and try to keep that high-scoring high offense at bay. Absolutely, and it looks like Shepard Sargent will lead his team out onto the field, and they will set up at the 20-yard line as they'll line up in that heavy set with one receiver to the near side. Shepard under center. It's going to be a handoff straight up the middle, and forward progress might have got him too. That was number eight, Andrew Okoa, on the carry. And uh, see the Wolves, they're good on tackling to start the game. Yeah, that senior running back looks like he's going to be be the go-to running back the whole game. You know, that's that senior leadership that we talk about. I wonder if he's one of the ones that scored all these points. Uh, Probably so. As Sergeant lined up in the backfield this time, one receiver split out to the far side, two to the near. Takes the snap, and the play is blown dead. And I can't see if there's a flag on the field or not. Yep, I see a yellow handkerchief, and that's going to be encroachment on the Wolves. Oh, I was looking for a false start, but I guess they seen something on the field we didn't, and uh, that'll help them out. Yeah, I saw the flag thrown on the line of scrimmage by the side judge, and usually that means a lineman move, but, you know, I didn't see movement on either side. But, you know, we're so far away from the play right now, maybe the referee saw something we didn't. Absolutely. Well, that'll bring up second and four, which is better than second and nine. Sergeant up under center again. Takes the snap, and this time it's going to be a fullback dive up the middle, and he powers his way forward for the Wolves. Finally bringing down at the 33, and that was number 48, Cameron Cheatwood on the carry, and he just powered his way right up through the line. Yeah, they might be getting yards, but this is a – we are seeing improvement from the defense. You know, everybody got to the ball quick, fast, and in a hurry. That's what you want out of your defense on the run. And last week we just wasn't doing that. Absolutely, that is one thing that we haven't done in the last two weeks. That's game tackling, um, and taking down the man at the first initial contact. Gets the snap starting. It's going to be a handoff up the middle again. And wow, he slung down to the ground by number 54, Dakota Ogle. Riley Meadows was going nowhere. And that'll bring up second and ten. Hey, Blake, real quick, I don't know if you can see it, but across the way I see the old highlighter hat. Oh, see, I didn't see it pregame, but he's done threw that joker on since we've been here. And uh, hopefully he won't have to take it and leave it at halftime this week. So we'll see what the lines draw up here on facing a second and long. They're going to line up under center again. Two receivers to the far side. Sargent takes the snap. It's going to be a fullback dive again. This time the Wolves weren't having it. Dakota Ogle is there along with Cole Hardy and Atticus Jacks on the stop there at the line. That brings up about a third and nine for Victory Christian. Well, I'll tell you what, Blake. As soon as one wolf touches him, they all touch him. They're not letting him get by. 
on, on first contact. That's a good sign of improvement on this defense. That's what we need the whole game. Yards after contact is a big thing in football. That's where a lot of running backs get their yards, and we need to limit those. Yes, that we do. And we need to stop here to try to get the ball back and uh, build on the momentum we already have. Three to nothing, halfway through the first quarter. Line, third and eight, takes a snap. It's going to be a delayed give in the backfield, and there's about four Wolves defenders in the backfield to take down Akoa after about a two-yard loss. That'll bring on the punt team. Yeah, great job by the Wolves uh, defense. They they bent a little bit, but, you know, that second set of downs right there, they, they improved from the first, in my opinion. Yep. You know, now you got a fourth and long situation, and you're getting the ball back in your offense's hands. That's right, and Zeke DeLoach is dangerous for turning these kicks. And uh, it looks like the Wolves won't go after this one. They're going to be in uh, kick coverage formation. The snap, and this is going to be a shanked punt that is not going to cross midfield. I spoke too early. It's going to land at about the 49-yard line. And that's where the Wolves will take over when we come back. You're listening to Federal Football Game of the Week on the Federal Sports Network. We'll be back shortly. Harvey's on Noble has something for everyone. Private parties, live music, and entertainment. The perfect date night. The best appetizers and wonderful entrees. Don't forget to check the Harvey's on Noble social media pages to stay up to date on weekly specials. Harvey's on Noble in Sylacauga, open Wednesday through Saturday. Harvey's on Noble, voted best atmosphere and best entertainment venue in the Coosa Valley. Welcome back to the Federal Football Game of the Week on the Federal Sports Network. The Loach airs went out deep for number 22, Pacey DeLoach, who goes up for it. And a uh, pass was broken up. Good coverage by Miles Martin. They'd have been down inside the 10, but uh, great coverage there by Miles Martin as DeLoach couldn't pull it in. Yeah, that was a, a great decision by Coach Limbaugh to put a long pass in there. We do see a lot of short passes, you know, little bubble screens, little slant routes, but a good little post route right there. You know, if Pacey would have caught that, that would have put a jolt in this offense and our road field advantage over there would have been going crazy. Absolutely. As they'll take over on second and 10 now from their own 49. Heavy set again. Deloach takes the snap and this time it's going to be Hunter Hammonds up the middle and that one's going nowhere. Victor Christian was not fooled and they he might have got a yard on the good spot there by the officiating crew. Yeah. That'll bring up third and nine. Here we go in a passing situation. Now you'd want to see like a little one of those little bubble screens to Zeke or you know another receiver, might even like a little slant route to, route towards the middle of the field throw this defense off. They're expecting a long pass again. That probably. they are. They're going to drop back in coverage, and this is where you want to maybe dig into the playbook a little bit as two receivers to the far side and Deloach is under center again. He takes the snap, drops back. He's looking for number 13, Cadence Barrett. Overthrows him, fourth and nine, and uh, that was a quick three and out, and Levi Fields will be looking to pin the lines deep. Yeah, Levi can flip the field if he wants to. He's um, got to keep it out of the end zone. It looks like they actually sent Levi back to the sideline, and Pacey DeLoach will be punting. Uh, I don't know what this is about here. Is this a potential fake? It's got to be a potential fake because, no offense to Pacey, but Levi is a better punter. Deloach gets the snap. It is a fake, and that's a good, that's a no call on a block in the back. He runs it for about 13 yards there. 
and uh, they get about a 12-yard gain. So first down, I was confused by that, and I think the lines were too, but uh, Coach John Limbaugh knew what he was dialing up. The line should have seen it was a fake all day, but that will bring up first and 10 from 39-yard line. Wolves looking to get in to the end zone this time. The Mad Visor strikes again. That he does. Ask him if he had any trick plays uh, ready, and you could tell by the look on his face he did, and we've seen it early. That's one thing about John Limbaugh. He's going to have them plays in his back pocket. That he is. Two receivers split out to each side. The Loach in the backfield. Takes a snap, and it's going to be a quarterback power to the left side, and he got uh, about four yards on the carry. I'll bring up second and six. Yeah, great job for the by the offensive line for opening up a hole, allowing Pacey to get just a few yards out of that. That they did, and Hunter Hammonds really sold the fake coming out of the backfield that time. Made it look like he was carrying the ball and uh, pulled the defense, and Pacey was able to get a few yards. Second down and long five. We'll call it six. Two receivers split out again. Deloach in the backfield with Baker. Takes the snap. Drops back. Fires a bullet to Jeremiah Barnett, who forward progress will have him about a yard short from the first down marker. Yeah, there's another player we talked about last night, Jeremiah Barnett. He's he's listed as a ninth grader. So there's that freshman, a freshman playing in a varsity game. Of course, it is two-way, so you might, you know, you usually dress them out to make your team look bigger, but John Limbaugh actually uses his underclassmen. Yeah, that's one thing I like about John Limbaugh. It don't matter. He's not guaranteeing you a starting spot or a spot to play um, if you're not meeting the cut, and I'm sure he's got seniors and juniors sitting on the sideline, and Jeremiah proved he can go out on the field and play, and that's why he's out there. Well, it's all about your character and how you practice. That's exactly right. As Wolves critical third and one from the 30, two receivers to each side. Deloach takes a snap, spins around a man on the half QB dive, and he's definitely got the first down. That'll bring up first and ten. Wolves got a three and oh, three to nothing lead right now. Uh, about three minutes to go in the first quarter, and they're looking to make it a double digit lead. Yeah, smart play call right there on third and very, very, very short to leave the ball in Pacey's hands. You know Pacey has some strong legs to be able to push that line forward and get just those few inches we needed for a first down. That's right. Good play call, and they're expecting a run by the halfback. Two receivers split out. Deloach takes a snap, and this is going to be a counter to Hunter Hammonds, who's got five. He's got ten. He's got 15. He's grabbed from the behind, and he's down to the ten. Yeah, <laughs> I look like the old, what was that, the Statue of Liberty. Place. Yeah, that was, I didn't know really how to describe that one other than, like you said, and we've done seen two trick plays by John Limbaugh as we're less than three minutes to go in the first quarter, and they're looking at a first and ten from the ten. To better describe that play, that would be the Boise State play. Yeah, I, I think the team I've seen running the best would probably be Oregon about 17 years ago. Deloach takes a snap around the left side. He's hit at the line. Still going. He got about five yards as he bruised his way up through the line. And uh, for him to be as slim as he is, he's definitely physical. Yeah, that, that's a, a true testament of the weight room. Absolutely. Absolutely. Two players trotting off the field for the Wolves. One comes back out there. And two comes back out there a little late. Getting final final assignment for Coach Limbaugh. Absolutely. And another one. Now Hunter Hammonds is running off, and that's a long way to run to the sideline from where the Wolves are at. 
Yeah, it's, they're on the near hash, so if you know the size of a football field, that's still a pretty decent little run. That it is. That it is. And John Limbaugh's running out on the field to call timeout. We'll take one with him. You're listening to the Federal Football Game of the Week on the Federal Sports Network, presented by Coos Pines Federal Credit Union. MSculpt is the first device to build muscle and sculpt your body. What is it? I'm Dr. Jared Spear at Childersburg Primary Care. Through high-intensity electromagnetic therapy procedure, you can enlarge current muscles as well as grow new muscle fibers. The MSculpt procedure is currently FDA cleared to treat your abs, buttocks, arms, calves, and thighs. Experience it for yourself. MSculpt only at Childersburg Primary Care. Online at ChildersburgClinic.com. Coosa Valley MRI is open and ready to serve you when it comes to scheduling your MRI exam. Hi, I'm Robin Angelo, Director of Coosa Valley MRI. We have implemented COVID infection control measures to keep you as safe as possible. We make the scheduling process easy no matter where your health care provider is located. Simply have your physician call or fax in your MRI order and we will handle the rest. Coosa Valley MRI, where patients come first. Learn more at CoosaValleyMRI.com. Welcome back to the Federal Football Game of the Week on the Federal Sports Network, presented by Coos Pines Federal Credit Union. The Wolves are inside the five and knocking on the door. Deloach takes a snap, and it looks like it was a handoff to Dakota Ogle. Powers his way in, and that is a touchdown. And I think that's probably the first rushing touchdown of his career. Well, you know, I've been around this Fayetteville program, whether it was running chains or being up here with you and you and KJ and John Limbaugh, for some reason, likes to do the old Alabama Terrence Cody thing, put a lineman back there and let him run the football. That they do. Hey, sometimes that gives you your best chance of success in that situation. And with a minute 30 to go in the first quarter, the Wolves are lining up for the PAT. Snaps good, holds good. Levi Phillips' kick is good through the uprights. And the Wolves now have 10 on the board. And Victor Christian has zero. And, Jacob, what do you do here if you're the Lions? You've got to think you want some kind of points out of this possession. Well, you've got to figure out this Fayetteville defense. You know, tremendous improvement from last week. They're getting to the ball fast. you got to start thinking about actually throwing the ball. Uh, the Lions have done nothing, really nothing but run the ball. And every time they do, the, the white jerseys are all over it. Yeah, that they are, Jacob. you definitely got to spread spread the field out and I'm sure they watch film against the Wolves if you can get them uh, spread out and go quick uh, that really causes trouble for this Wolves defense and uh, you got to be thinking if you get down three scores uh, that's a long road to, to recovery for a running football team yeah the, and, and you know the Lions are really not that big inside I mean their linemen aren't as big as some of ours and that's really where the game begins and ends is with the offense and defensive line. That it is. Levi Phillips is getting his guys ready as he's ready to kick this one off. And he's running up, and he boots this one as a squib kick across the middle. It's fielded at the 15 to the 20. And when he picked up the ball, it looks like his knee was down. Can't call his number on the return but uh what had it at about the 30 and now they're back at the 15 See, that was a koa on the kickoff return and yeah the ball was kind of kind of like a low pass the ball had a nice little tight spiral to it and he got it but the ball was low enough where he had to catch it on his knee that it was so now they will start out at the 15 yard line and we'll see 
But the Lions have drawn up, and, you know, their head coach will actually not be present for this game. One of their assistants uh, will be calling the plays as he's not feeling too well. Three receivers to the near side, one to the far. Takes the snap. Sergeant rolls. He fires a bullet to number nine, Riley Meadows. And from here, it looked like he barely got his foot in, and it was a catch. And looks like the officials think so, too. And, and from where we're at, it definitely looked like a catch. Well, you know, I'm going to agree with the two coaches that standing beside me. His feet, both feet looked like they were still up in the air when he was out of bounds. So, I don't know. That was a 50-50 ball. Yeah, well. Unfortunately, you don't have a review in high school football, and so that'll set them up with a second and five. And there we go, doing what they were, we were talking about they needed to do was throw the ball around a little bit. That's right. We'll see if they can capitalize on that one. Under center, eye formation, Sergeant takes the snap, and it's going to be a fullback dive up the middle, and he's taken down. That was number 48, Cheatwood on the carry, but not after he picks up a first down out across the 26. And that was Lane Darden on the tackle for the Wolves. Somebody we really don't call his name a whole lot. No, we don't, but definitely great leadership by those guys. A lot of seniors on this team that they'll be missing their presence next season. I, think, I believe it's either 11 or 13. I think it's 13 seniors that we dress this season, and I'm pretty sure they all get game action, too, as they'll line up in the shotgun. Two receivers to the near side. Snap is taken. Sergeant sells the fake handoff as he scrambles around, and then he's met by the Wolves' defense. Now, after he picks up six yards, uh, bringing up second and four from about the 33. Yeah, the Wolves' defense kind of played back just a little bit, but they set up a what well, looked like a trap play, and he had nowhere to go but into a, a, a herd, a pack of wolves, if you will, and <laughs> or a, you know a second and about five. It looks like they'll try to one run one more play before the quarter's over. They're trailing ten to nothing, and we're down to ten seconds to go, and we'll see if they get this with snap. Shotgun, set, takes a snap, Sergeant. Quarterback power all the way, and he's going nowhere. That'll end the quarter, and the Wolves' defense is standing strong. They'll be faced with a third and six when we come back. You're listening to the Federal Football Game of the Week on the Federal Sports Network, presented by Coosa Pines Federal Credit Union. Hi, I'm Cindy Pennington, Tottega County Revenue Commissioner. As the Extra Point sponsor, I want to make a point to let you, the taxpayer, know that we are here to serve you. Whether you're buying a car tag, paying property taxes, or conducting other business, our staff is there to help in a friendly, efficient manner. Many of these transactions can be handled by mail or online, or visit us at the courthouse or our Mumford Oxford location on Highway 21 North. Go line. Paid political advertisement by Cindy Pennington, Talladega County Revenue Commissioner. Dan College. That's the best back-to-back performance ever. Dan College. Where do they rank in history? Dan College. From now until dead. Weekdays beginning at 9 a.m. on Fox Sports Central Alabama on 98.3 FM. second quarter of Fayetteville High School football. Brought to you by Radio Alabama Sports. Welcome back to the Federal Football Game of the Week on the Federal Sports Network presented by Coosepine's Federal Credit Union. Just kicking off um, action here. The first quarter is 
out and over as uh, we're getting the second quarter underway. And uh, we'll flip fields as the Wolves have a 10 nothing lead. you got to feel pretty good for Coach Limbaugh and company, who uh, so far bounced back from the loss that they've had in the past two weeks where they haven't been able to put up points in the first half. And uh, this week they put up 10 in the first quarter. Sargent takes a snap. He fires one over the middle. He's going to be about a yard short of the first down. But that was number three, Martin, on the catch. And uh, you got to think the position you're in, if you're the Lions, you got to go for this. Uh, I think that's what they're going to do. You know, their punter really didn't punt a good football last time, so you have no real, really have no choice but to go for it. That's right. And it looks like they're going to bring the chains out and measure this one, and he might just have the first down, Jacob. Yeah, it was a very close, and this I think this is the first time we've seen the chains come out this year. Yeah, I, I believe it is. So let's see. The line step back. Yep, they're bringing them out. And this one, I believe, will probably be a tad bit short. Yeah, might be two or three lengths of the chain. Maybe the nose of the football. And they That's say it's it a is. first down for the line. So lucky break for those guys. And uh, now it'll be first and 10 from their own 37. And they definitely needed that one. Yeah, that would have been a good stop for the Wolves. But you st- still plenty of game left. I think we can get a stop on this drive. Absolutely. Lions definitely looking to score here on this possession. One receiver split out to each side in the backfield. Sargent's going to be a speed option. He tosses it, and that's going to be about an eight-yard gain, and that was number nine on the carry, Riley Meadows, and uh, that speed option was drawn up perfectly. Yeah, that's kind of reminiscent of last week. The ball carrier gets to the outside. He finds the edge and gets gets a few yards out of it. That's what we need to work on is containing the edge. Absolutely. The Wolves got to get out to the edge, and uh, that's where these teams want to be on the Wolves because if you've got a lot of speed and can get to the edge, it's troublesome for this ball club. Yeah, you know, number, uh, that Lawson kid ran all over us last week. And I'm, like I told you on the way up here, none of his yards were up the middle. They were all on the edge. That they were, Jacob. And uh looks like they'll come out in heavy set this time. Second and two. Takes the snap. Sergeant's going to be a handoff this time up the middle for a first down for Okoa. He got about four yards. And they're about to cross midfield as we're just over a minute into the second quarter. For those of you just joining us. Wolves got a 10 nothing lead, but uh, Victory Christians looks like they're marching down the field. Yeah, should they cross the 50, this will be the first time across the 50 in the, in the first half. Yep, that it will be. And uh, Sergeant looking over to his coach. And they send Clollinger out. And they break the huddle. Sergeant, they're lining up in the shotgun. Two receivers to the near side, first and ten. Sergeant takes a snap. It's going to be a give to Okoa, and he sells on the play fake as Okoa probably gets four yards for the Wolves. The wall uh, stops him, and they are now across the 50-yard line. Yeah, they're going to get the forward progress from the officials for about a gain of four, like you said. I mean, they're going to start killing clock if they're running these short yardage plays, but it looks like it's working for them. That line. they are, and they get the ball back to start the third quarter. I'll break the huddle again. 9.50 to go before the half. 10 nothing. the Wolves leading. Second and seven. Sergeant 
looking and scanning the defense. Takes the snap. And it's going to be a fullback dive up the middle that'll gain about five or six yards. And I believe that was Cheatwood on the carry again. Well, now if you're the defense, you need to try to get something going. You have to decide if he's going up the middle or going around the edge. They've showed us both little little sets there. And as a defense, you got to start looking in the first half at what they're doing and try to make it. you got to adjust as the game goes. That's right. you got to be able to read the playbook of uh, – the offense. So pivotal third down for both sides. And they'll come out under center with a receiver split out to each side. Sergeant, he gets the snap. It's going to be a handoff up the middle, and the Wolves ain't having it. But he keeps going balls on the ground. And it looks like the Wolves are on it. And the Wolves have it. Yep. Wolves say they have it, and they do. And the Wolves will take over at about the 41 as uh, he was driving forward and he just couldn't keep his hand on the ball. Yeah, I didn't see who came up with that, but great job by the Wolves defense all the way around. Absolutely. Making a play, making a turnover when they needed to. That's right. They needed that one, Jacob, as uh, Victory Christian had a little momentum coming down the field. And uh, that was stopped with that fumble there. Just tried to do a little too much on third and short. Deloach in the backfield with Hammonds. Two receivers split out to each side. Deloach takes the snap, fakes it to Hammonds. He's going to fire a slam over the middle of Zeke Deloach. He's got 20 yards. He's got 25. He is got one man to beat. And he's, and he's taken down at the seven-yard line. I thought he was going to be gone, and I almost said he was. And uh, in my mind, I might have jinxed it, Jacob. But that was a pickup of about 60 yards. He just didn't beat that one man to beat, but, hey, I'll take that. Great play call once again, throwing the ball at the middle on one of those short slant routes. That time it was a big game for the Wolves. Absolutely. Now you can see why he's top five in receiving yards in the state. That probably puts him around 75 just in the first uh, half of this one. And they'll set up shop at the seven-yard line, Jacob. Yeah, I'll tell you what. I'll try before our show Thursday night to over the exact number for Pacey and Zeke. That's right. Deloach takes a snap out of the backfield. He gives it to Baker, who is gobbled up at about the nine-yard line. And that was number 62, Aiden Rodgers, uh, on the stop. And it looked like he was going to be able to bounce it outside for a touchdown, but he loses about three. Yeah, the, the line defense snipped that one out pretty good. And, you know, they're playing on the edge right now, trying not to give up another score before half. And they read that one perfectly. That they did. And this will bring up second and goal from the nine-yard line. And they'll come out in an eye formation. Two receivers to the far side of the field. That's the Loach and Barrett. Pacey's under center. Takes the snap. Drops back. Looking for his brother in the end zone. Right out of his hands. Incomplete. Not an ideal throw, but definitely catchable. But Zeke drops that one in the end zone. Yeah, Pacey forced that one into heavy coverage, but Zeke still had his hands on it. That's definitely one. He should have put both hands on it. He would have got six. Yeah, that one was actually on his numbers. Very catchable ball. That's the third drop you've seen by him this evening. And, uh, again, third and long situation from the nine-yard line. We'll see what the Wolves and Limbaugh draw up here. The Loach will come up. Same set as last time. Deloach takes the snap. He drops back. Same place. At this time, he's going to give it to Barrett, who's diving 
effort is not enough as that one will fall incomplete. And now we'll see Levi Phillips come out here and try to make it 13 to nothing. Well, I see Limbaugh standing on the sidelines. He really ain't called on anybody right now. It looks like he's fixing to go for it. Mm. Maybe try to do the hard count to get that easy first down to give you four more plays. Well, even if you get the hard count here, you're not going to get a first down on this one, Jacob, because I believe that they are yeah, goal be, to go. Yeah, it'll be fourth and, fourth and goal still. You're right. So maybe they're trying to get on the hard count two times. Don't like the play call on this one. Casey's going to call for the timeout as it wasn't going to work, and that's what they had dialed up. Uh, we'll take a timeout with them seven minutes to go before the half. Wolves up 10 nothing. Crucial fourth and goal for the guys in white. Ever wonder why your friends are all members of Coosa Pines Federal Credit Union? It's the low auto loan rates, great checking accounts, and digital services with no fees. But most of all, it's the people helping people philosophy of caring for its members and communities. That's why Coosa Pines was voted best credit union, best auto loan, and best financial planning in the Coosa Valley for 2021. And why we say Coosa Pines is where you belong. Find Coosa Pines FCU on Facebook. Federally insured by NCUA. Equal housing lender. Outkick the coverage. Start your day the Clay Travis way. Gambling aggressively. Bet on Clay Travis for the best sports talk. That's the truth. 6 a.m. on Fox Sports Central Alabama on 98.3 FM. You're listening to Fayetteville High School Football on the Fayetteville Sports Network. Presented by Coosa Pines Federal Credit Union. Now, back to the stadium. Welcome back to the Federal Football Game of the Week on the Federal Sports Network, presented by Tucson Federal Credit Union. The Wolves will line up for a field goal for the nine-yard line. Snap hold is good, and Phillips shanks it to the left. That's going to be no good, uh, and the score will stand at 10 to nothing. And I'm not sure if they had the ball turned the wrong way, um, and he kicked the laces or what happened there, but that's usually automatic for Mr. Phillips. I think the high snap kind of threw him off a little bit in his timing. Yeah, that's definitely a possibility. But um, nonetheless, you can't capitalize on the fumble by the lines. But uh, you keep them from scoring and chew off just a little bit more of that clock there. Yeah, um, here we go. We got the lines pinned back deep. And uh, this is where our defense needs to step up, make plays, and get the ball back with very good field position. Yeah, that they do. And the Lions also need to get something going right here. Uh, you haven't scored all game. Uh, you get the ball back to start the second half. You'd really like to see some kind of life out of this offense here as they come out. The sergeant has got his guys in there in the shotgun. Takes the snap. It's going to be a fake handoff. Sergeant's going to bust through the middle. He's got a couple guys to beat. He's across the 50. And he's brought down at the 45. Sergeant saw a break in the defense, and he took it. Uh, and that was a gain of about 45 yards. Yeah, the Lions are starting to show a bit of urgency. They're down two scores right now. They want to try to get points on the board before the half, and they started it off with a big run. Yeah, and if they do that a couple more times, they will have points on the board. It looked like they were going to try to go quick, and then they slow things down. Under seven minutes to go before the half, and uh, that was a huge run there by Sargent. said, I'll just take things in my own hands, and uh, it was a good decision. 
One receiver split out the east side in the I formation. Sergeant, it's going to be a handoff up the middle. He's got 5-10 and uh, runs over the Wolves defender and is taken down by Cameron Hammonds, who hung in there and brought him to the ground. And that was Meadows on that carry. And uh, if you're John Limbaugh, you might want to burn a timeout here. Yeah, Cameron Hammonds was our last line of defense right there, and he wrapped up, didn't let go until the ball carrier was down. Yeah, he got absolutely trucked on that, but he stayed on the defender. A lot of guys would have just let go of him, but he wrapped him up and brought him down. And uh, like you said, last line of defense probably would have scored had he not been taken down there. Eye formation again. Sergeant in the backfield. Hand again to Meadows, who is met at the line of scrimmage and is taken down by the Wolves' defense at the line. Yeah, this is where our defense needs to step up. You done gave off a two or three big plays to start this drive. Now it's time for you to make two or three big plays and get the ball back and try to get get another score before the half. That's right. Can't give up too many explosive plays. And Martin will check back in to the game. 5.45 left to go before the half. Wolves up 10 to nothing, but the Lions are knocking on the door. Sergeant's got his guys on the field in the shotgun. One receiver to each side. Takes the snap. Drops back. It's going to be a quarterback draw. Evades a few defenders. Cuts it upfield. He's got 10 yards, 15 yards. And he's finally taken down at about the 12-yard line. And that's another explosive play. Another explosive play, rather, uh, for the Lions, who started their drive at the own 9-yard line. Yeah, it's time for Limbaugh to call a timeout and give his defense a a couple of se- or a few seconds of a rest, any kind of rest would be good for this defense right now. They're showing, starting to show they're a little tired. Yeah, you see hands on the hips from a lot of the guys on the line. Uh, Victor Christian not showing much tempo, but um, I'm sure they might start seeing the fatigue of the Wolves defenders. Eye formation again, receivers split out to each side. Sergeant this time, it's a fake. He comes around, left end. Fires one in the end zone, and he's going to be down at the one-yard line. And uh, That was a good catch there by the Pierce. Uh, that was the Cheatwood right there as they faked the handoff one way and rolled out to the other side. Good play call. That will set them up with first and goal from about the one-yard line. And here are a few whistles. I think we got an injured wolf walking off the field. Oh, they had an illegal receiver downfield. So that puts them instead of the one-yard line. Now they're back at about the 17-yard line. They'll, uh, it'll be a first and 15, so they need to get it down to the two-yard line for a first down. Yeah, here's where our defense needs to step up. You got them behind the chains on first down. Keep them behind the chains. Make them, make them make a decision right here. Yeah, absolutely. As we're less than five minutes to go before the half, Wolves up ten to nothing at the moment. And Sergeant takes the snap. He's running around. Lots of pressure. He's gonna run to the left side, and he might get two or three yards. Almost ran into the fence. And that'll bring up about second and 12. Yeah, Solly Brooks was right there. Stayed with him the whole time. Had a good angle on him. I don't think he would have got much more than what he got. Great hustle by Solly Brooks right there. Yeah, absolutely. And Good job there by Sergeant getting what he could before he ran out of bounds. And that fence is a little bit too close to the to the field, if you ask me. But I guess it's better than hitting the concrete. 
Well, before the ball is snapped, I have an update from Legion Stadium in Sylacauga from our great friend David McCurley. Not looking good for the Chillsburg Tigers right now. Eight minutes to go in the first half, 21-7. to Yeah, the Tigers definitely need to get something going on the offense side of the ball, sounds like. Sergeant takes a snap. He drops back. This is a pass all the way on the screen. And they're down to about the three-yard line. That was Meadows, and uh, that was a screen all the way. Fake the defense out, and that'll bring up third down at about the four-yard line. Yeah, right here's where you really need to clamp down. Give, make them, make them play two more downs. I know you're going to be deep in line, uh, in your own territory. Should you get the ball back, but hey, you'll get the ball back without letting them score. That's what we need right now. Don't let them score and get, get the slightest bit of momentum. That's right. Less than four minutes to go. Third and one from about the four yard line. Got to be thinking this will be a handoff to Cheatwood up the middle. One receiver split out to each side. Takes a snap, and it is a handoff to Cheatwood up the middle. That one's a touchdown. They got six on the board. 325 left to go before the half. Victory Christian put six up, and we'll see if they kick the extra point or maybe roll the dice and go for two. Yeah, the Wolves will get the football back with plenty of time left on the clock. We need to try to get down the field quickly and put, put six more up on the board. We don't need a field goal right now. We need to stretch that lead out the best we can. Absolutely. You want touchdowns here in this game. Takes a snap, and the extra point's going to be up and good. So with less than three minutes, 30 seconds to go before half, the Lions get on the scoreboard. Ten to seven Wolves when we come back. Are you looking for extra money? Coosa Valley Recycling pays top dollar for aluminum, copper, brass, steel, old appliances, and even old cars. Coosa Valley Recycling is located a few miles southeast of Sylacauga on Highway 280. They're open Monday through Friday. Call for hours and rates at 256-245-4300. Coosa Valley Recycling, where the customer gets paid. Hi, I'm Cindy Pennington, Talladega County Revenue Commissioner. As the Extra Point sponsor, I want to make a point to let you, the taxpayer, know that we are here to serve you. Whether you're buying a car tag, paying property taxes, or conducting other business, our staff is there to help in a friendly, efficient manner. Many of these transactions can be handled by mail or online, or visit us at the courthouse or our Mumford Oxford location on Highway 21 North. Go live. Paid political advertisement by Cindy Pennington, Talladega County Revenue Commissioner. Listening to Fayetteville High School Football on the Fayetteville Sports Network, presented by Coosa Pines Federal Credit Union. Now, back to the stadium. Welcome back to the game. The Lions getting ready to kick this one off. Is this a low one across the middle? That's fielded by Cameron Hammond. Toss the Baker balls on the ground. Picks it up, slips down. That one didn't look good. He falls at the 19. Good to see him get up okay, because that didn't look like a good fall there. I, I don't know what's up with the reverses on the kickoffs right now. Just the first person that gets it needs to take off. I think he would have he would have got to mid midfield at least should he have held on to the football and not through the reverse. But anyways, that'll so still be on the twenty. So not bad field position, but still not good field position. Yeah, I agree there, Jacob. And trickeration is great, but sometimes you can take it a little too far. And when you do that, you you uh put yourself at risk for more mistakes as the Wolves will come out in a shotgun formation. Two receivers split out to each side. Pacey takes the snap and he fakes the handoff to Hammonds. 
Pacey steps up. Looks like he's going to pass, but he takes off to run with it. Jukes a few guys out and is taken down after about a six-yard gain. And that'll bring up second and five. Yeah, Pacey didn't see anything downfield, so a smart decision right there to use his feet and, you know, get second and five, second and four. Not not a bad decision by Pacey right That's there. right. Clock under three minutes to go. Wolves up 10-7, to seven, but the line's with the momentum. Come to the line, two receivers spot each side. Deloach alongside Hammonds in the backfield. Pacey scanning the field. He takes a snap and he drops back. He fires a bullet across to the left side, and Cadence barely picks up the first down, but the signal by the official says he has it. And that'll move the chains. Yeah, well, that's what we need to do. Move the chains on this last drive, get downfield, and get six before halftime. That's right. That missed Levi Phillips field goal has got to be hurting them right now. That takes a six-point lead and makes it a three-point lead when you miss that uh, field goal inside the ten. And with two minutes left to go in the half, I think Limbaugh's got one or two timeouts to work with. Deloach in the backfield takes a snap, and it's going to be a delay given to Hunter Hammonds, who turns... And a hole really never developed on that one. He's taken down at about a one-yard loss. Yeah, well he, he tried to make a cut back right there. I guess the ground was just a little wet. He kind of slipped on his own. Yep, that'll bring up a second down and long. Wall's not showing any urgency here. A minute and 40 to go before the half. Wall's up 10-7, but uh, VC will receive the second half kickoff. Loach is in the backfield. Alongside Hunter Robertson, two receivers split out to each side. Pacey takes the snap, and he fakes the handoff. He's rolling, rolling, fires to Jeremiah Barnett for a first down. And uh, he gets uh, takes a lick at about the 42, and that moves the chains and stops the clock. Yeah, great job finding Barnett right there. Barnett was right beside the sideline, way to pitch it to him, make the catch, and get out of bounds so you don't have to use a timeout and still stop the clock. That's right. And uh, like you said, that saves them a timeout, and they're looking to get a few points on the board before the half. From the 41-yard line, Deloach in the backfield, takes a snap, drops back. He's got all kind of time. Now he's being flushed, steps up, and he's going to take off with it, get about seven yards, and he'll run out of bounds. And uh, so far, Jake, a pretty clean game by both sides. Yeah, a lot of discipline in this game by by both sides. That, that's, that's with experience and great coaching on both sides, and that's what you like to see in a football game. Absolutely. You don't like to see a bunch of uh, unnecessary penalties, uh, like unnecessary roughness, personal fouls, and we haven't seen any in this game so far. Just a couple of offsides and procedure penalties. That's right. A minute to go before the half. 10-7, Wolves leading, takes the snap. Pacey drops back. He's going to fire one to Zeke, who gets one foot in bounds. And they're going to say he made the catch. And from here, it looked like he did, too. So that will put him at the 45-yard line uh, as they're going to work. Yeah, Pacey had one foot in bounds and picked that foot up and put the other foot out of bounds. Great job by, by Zeke to know where he's at and gets the clock stopped. That's right. Now, you can see why he's so high in the rankings for receiving yards because he gets targeted a lot. Has three receivers to the near side for the loach, one to the far side. 
accompanied by Hunter Robertson, excuse me, Evan Baker in the backfield. Deloach running around looking for somebody to throw the ball to. He obeys the tackler, obeys Cheatwood. He's going to get 10 yards. He's got 15. He's got 20 down to the 30, to the 20-yard line, and he is just takes a lick as he's going out of bounds. And uh, if I'm being completely honest, they probably could have called unnecessary roughness there, late hit, but it looks like he was just in bounds when he got hit. But there is a flag at about the 45-yard line. Blocking the back on the Wolves, this one will be coming back. Yeah, that's unfortunate. On Such a great play. What we needed to get the ball downfield, but I guess a, a little excessive blocking right there helped us out a little bit. Yeah, I guess that hole was just a little bit too big, and uh, this will take them back to their own 45, 40 seconds to go before the half. And this will be a first down, first and 20 for the Wolves. And uh, you would have thought those would have been offset on yeah. that one. And the, and the referee was right there, but I guess the, the push was made before Pacey went out of bounds. It's not my call. I'm not the one getting paid to wear stripes tonight. But That's right. He said it could have went either way. Yep. 24 seconds left to go. And I'm not sure why the clock's running. Deloach takes a snap. He fakes the toss to Zeke. Throws it to Zeke. Um, I'm not sure what we were doing there. He's taken down, but that'll bring us to about 10 seconds left to go in the half. And, Jacob, why was the clock running? I know we had a hold, but he was out of bounds on the previous play, so why was the clock running? I guess because of the penalty. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. That don't make no sense. I think they just make up rules in football sometimes. They don't make any sense. It's like whose line is it anyways where the rules are made up and the points don't matter. Yeah, I mean... You, you would think the clock would not be running on, on that s- particular situation. and I, I don't know. you still got a, at least one timeout to work with, but you got to take a shot downfield, and if you throw an incompletion, there's a chance for another. That's right. Got to work quick here. Deloach steps up. He's running around. Evades the tackler. He better fire it quick. Three, two, one. Time's ran out, and... It was almost intercepted by Meadows. Should have been caught by Barrett, possibly, but that'll bring him to the half as we had a horrible call by the officials. Don't really know what they were doing with the clock run there, but um, that'll bring us to the half. And you're listening to the Federal Football Game of the Week on the Federal Sports Network, presented by Coosa Pines Federal Credit Union. Hi, I'm Robin Angelo, Director of Coosa Valley MRI, business recipient of the American College of Radiology Accreditation and Joint Commission Best Practice Awards. Our vision, mission, and values at Coosa Valley MRI is part of our working platform of excellence that you deserve. COVID infection control measures are in place to keep you as safe as possible so you can focus on what is important, your MRI exam. Schedule your appointment today. Learn more at coosavalleymri.com. Alabama Community College prepare you to be work ready for free. Enroll in the Ready to Work program and learn the skills you need to start a new career. Call 256-378-2017 to enroll. Classes are free and offered online. Don't let this free online training opportunity pass you by. Call 256-378-2017 today. Get ready to work with Central Alabama Community College's free online class. Call 256-378-2017. Central Alabama Community College. Central to you. Central to your success. Let's 
Central Alabama Community College prepare you to be work ready for free. Enroll in the Ready to Work program and learn the skills you need to start a new career. Call 256-378-2017 to enroll. Classes are You've free and offered online. Lemonade, have sweet tea. Free now you can just say Sunjoy. Swing by your local Chick-fil-A today and enjoy the same great taste of Chick-fil-A lemonade and freshly brewed sweetened iced tea with a new name, Sunjoy. Get yours today at Chick-fil-A Central to you. Register now for free lunch Friday from Chick-fil-A of Sylacauga. You could win free lunch for up to eight in your office from Chick-fil-A of Sylacauga. Visit Mix1065Radio.com for more details and to register. Regardless of age, muscles are vital to your overall health and well-being. I'm Dr. Jared Spear at Childersburg Primary Care, letting you know that muscles comprise 35% of your body and allow for movement, balance, physical strength, organ function, skin integrity, immunity, and even involved in wound healing. Experience what M-Sculpt treatments at Childersburg Primary Care can do to help improve your muscle function. Whether you're 16 or 66, M-Sculpt only at Childersburg Primary Care, online at ChildersburgClinic.com. I'm Cindy Pennington, Tottega County Revenue Commissioner. As the Extra Point sponsor, I want to make a point to let you, the taxpayer, know that we are here to serve you. Whether you're buying a car tag, paying property taxes, or conducting other business, our staff is there to help in a friendly, efficient manner. Many of these transactions can be handled by mail or online, or visit us at the courthouse or our Mumford Oxford location on Highway 21 North. Go line. Paid political advertisement by Cindy Pennington, Talladega County Revenue Commissioner. Ever wonder why your friends are all members of Coosa Pines Federal Credit Union? It's the low auto loan rates, great checking accounts, and digital services with no fees. But most of all, it's the people helping people philosophy of caring for its members and communities. That's why Coosa Pines was voted best credit union, best auto loan, and best financial planning in the Coosa Valley for 2021. And why we say Coosa Pines is where you belong. Find Coosa Pines FCU on Facebook. Federally insured by NCUA. Equal housing lender. You need a local insurance agent, someone that lives in your community, someone that can be there at the drop of a hat, like a good neighbor. State Farm Agent Albie Steers can help you identify your insurance needs and help you choose the right policy. And when you need him, State Farm Agent Albie Steers is there for you. State Farm Agent Albie Steers in Silicaga. Online at albiesteers.net. And football, there is a lot of hype. But eventually, the champions rise to the top. Coosa Pines Federal Credit Union has been rated five stars for over 27 years and was voted best credit union, best auto loans, and best financial planning out of more than 100,000 votes cast in the 2021 Best of the Coosa Valley Awards. When it comes to service, Coosa Pines leaves it all on the field. Find us on Facebook, federally insured by NCUA, equal housing lender. OMI is proud to have been a part of Silicaga since 1992 and is delighted to be a contributor to the continued growth of Marble City. OMIA strives for the very same excellence at their workplace as student athletes do in the classroom and on the field and court. OMIA says good luck to all Silicaga Aggie athletes. To learn more about the innovations at OMIA, visit OMIA.com. That's O-M-Y-A.com. OMIA, supplying superior products throughout the southeastern and southwestern United States. Hello, I'm Chad Jones, President and CEO of First Bank of Alabama. Here at First Bank of Alabama, we've served local communities since 1848. We're proud to be your community bank. 
For over 170 years, we've been proactive with our products and services to offer a technologically advanced banking experience. The best part of First Bank of Alabama is our people. Our people are your neighbors, your customers, your volunteers, your banking professional. We're happy to be in your community and look forward to you stopping by one of our local branches. Come see us at First Bank of Alabama. We're your first. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. is the Radio Alabama Sports Halftime Show on the Fayetteville Sports Network. Welcome in to the Federal Football Game of the Week on the Federal Sports Network. It is time for the Halftime Show uh, presented by Coos Pines Federal Credit Union. Blake Bagg alongside Jacob Bassett on the call. What a first half of action. Uh, to give you a little recap, uh, the Wolves marched down first drive of the game, got three points on the board, and a little bit of back and forth. The Wolves scored a touchdown late in the first to make it 10 to nothing. Um, and then with about three minutes and 30 seconds to go, the Lions drove down the field and put seven on the board. Uh, and that was after they started the drive at the all-nine-yard line after a missed field goal by Levi Phillips. And you heard that correct. I know that doesn't sound uh, right, but he missed one, uh, just shanked it to the left just a tad bit. And uh, the Lions got the ball back, and they'll receive the second-half kickoff uh, as our halftime score stays at 10-7. to um, and we got a couple blowouts going on around the area. Childersburg taking on Sylacauga tonight at Legion Stadium. And the Aggies are up 28-7. to I, I imagine that's somewhere probably midway through the second quarter. Uh, and then getting second quarter action underway uh, in Winneboro, Alabama. The B.B. Comer Tigers are up 23 to nothing. Um over the Winterboro Bulldogs. Last year, Winterboro came into that game undefeated. I believe they were about 8-0. and um, Comer was either 6-2 and or 5-3. and and Comer put an absolute beatdown on last year. I attended that game as that was on our off week. And I call it a game, but it wasn't much of a game. Uh, first half, the, the Loach boys had a lot of connections as Pacey's throwing probably well over 200 yards, and Zeke probably has over 100 of those receiving yards just in the first half. Both of those guys uh, bring a lot to this team, a lot of senior leadership, probably about halfway through this halftime uh, break here, and this game's wide open. Looks like the Wolves might have started running away with it as they had the lead 10 to nothing. They were inside the 10-yard line, just couldn't convert um, and get to the end zone, and uh, Victor Christian was able to do that off of the missed field goal, and that score stands at 10-7, to and uh, we'll see. And it actually, Comer has put 10 more points on the board uh, since our last score update, so it is 33 to nothing midway through the second quarter, Comer over Winterboro, and uh, it looks like it might be the same story as last year uh, as far as that goes. Yeah. And uh, again, Silicaga score for those of you just tuning in is 28 to seven. Um, right now, uh, I think we're approaching halftime. Yeah, you know, Chillsburg was going to 
going to struggle coming into that game. They're dealing with the injury bug. Shieldsburg's kind of having a little off here. They they've had a, a win or two this year. I think they well, I think Goshen. You know they they beat Goshen. They had the heartbreaker against Realtown. But you know Silicaga is a more physical team. And it was like the same situation with Comer a few years ago. You know, Chillisburg is not Chillisburg of the past. They're about like Comer was in, yeah. in the past decade or two. The numbers are just aren't there for the Tigers. And, you know, Silicaga is going to have the more physical team with more numbers. That's right. And I think uh, that, that program has been going down. But I think Johnny Johnson has his guys uh, ready to go. And I think we're going to see that program do a, a number of great things here in the next few years. Is guys love to play for him. He's just a great guy. Reminds you a lot of Coach Lumball down at Fayetteville. Uh, and I think he'll have his team on the up and coming and winning a few games and hopefully make a playoff run here soon. But um, yeah, definitely a close game here this evening. But it looks like we got a few blowouts going on elsewhere. And uh, you know, if you could pick any game to win so far this season. I would have probably chose the way the Tigers did to win the one at Goshen because that's a long ride to come back after a loss. Yeah, you know, I go back to my Comer days, and we're basically playing the same schedule Chillsburg is playing now, having to go to Beulah. And, well, actually, Fayetteville's going to Lynette, Lafayette. You know, those are teams that we played, and we came home after a loss, whether you're in the band or on a football team. It's not a fun ride. No, when you have to ride over about 15 minutes after a loss in the bus, on the bus, it's not – uh, not a great feeling. My days at basketball at Fevel probably had I probably had the worst record as a starter of anybody that's ever come through there. Um, I think my record was like one and fifty something, three and seventy something uh, while I was on the team. So um, I know how it is to lose, and not just to lose, but to get absolutely embarrassed. Uh, so yeah, I did did make all count of the honorable mention, but that's not anything good if you can't get your team to win. <laughs> yeah, and uh, speaking of Fayetteville basketball, you know, it's under new leadership this year. You know, Co- Coach Reed stepped away. Uh, Matt Moore is the head basketball coach this year for the Wolves. So maybe he can get that program turned around, get players out there that, that knows how to dribble, shoot, and pass, and all the things you need for a successful basketball team. But, you know, he was a JV coach for a few years, and he got called up to varsity. Let's, let's see how he does this winter. In all honesty, i kind of seen that coming, Jacob. I didn't know that until just now. But, um, you know, I felt like Coach Reed took it over. He is a good basketball coach, but you kind of had the feeling he didn't want to do it for too long. He he was there my senior season, and then I believe he's coached the past two years. So, you know, three years. And I think Matt Moore is definitely polished for that job. And I think he'll do good with the guys that he's got. Got a lot of talent coming into this season. And uh, I'll probably try to catch a few of those games. Uh, and I'll have to download Podium because I have no idea how that works. Better yet, I'll just let my wife do that because she knows how to operate all that. And I don't. Well, one thing about the Wolves. You don't want players that are just there to pacify themselves till baseball season, because you know once football season's over, the next big thing for the Fayetteville Wolves is obviously the baseball team. You know who's had recent success, making it to the playoffs, a, a few a few trips to state in their past, and you know they expect that every year. And you know I, I've known players that's played football and basketball just to pacify themselves, to give them something to do till baseball season. You need people that. Are, you need five on the court that wants to be on the court to play basketball. That's right. That's right. Uh, basketball was the only sport I played. Um, I just 
I wasn't really good at baseball. Matter of fact, I wasn't very good at all. I was pretty bad at it. Um, I did play my senior year because I think they just wanted me there for more support. But I was good at basketball and football. You know, I love the game of football. I love watching it. But uh, I just didn't want to put myself at risk for injury uh, playing that physical of a sport. And uh, I just decided to make the decision not to play. Yeah, I played baseball at Comer. And, you know, I didn't see the field a whole lot. And uh, we had a pitcher that was kind of slow when he ran the bases and a catcher that was kind of slow. So they really used me for my speed around the bases. You know, if that's all I had to do while I was out there, hey, I love running bases. I don't mind getting down and getting dirty. That's right. Yeah, see, the thing about me, though, Jacob, is I wasn't real fast, but also wasn't real real big, so I really didn't. I just had to be average in all uh, areas of the game. But, no, the the Wolves definitely don't need to be average in all areas of the game this evening. They need to come out and they need to play their best ball because Victor Christian has the momentum coming in this third quarter, getting the ball back, and you don't want to find yourself trailing in the second half of uh, a game on the road like it, like tonight. Yeah, the Wolves moved the ball pretty good in the first quarter and a half of the first half. and You know, a team with our size, you know, if you look at Victor Christian, it's kind of, you know, in, in reverse. Like Victor Christian started out sluggish, but as the game went, as the half went on, they got better. Fayetteville started out strong, you know, moving the ball downfield. Towards the end of that first half, they kind of started, you know, tiring off a little bit. That they did. And uh, vocabulary word of the week, Jacob. Resilient. Resilient, yeah. And uh, this Wolves team is going to have to be resilient this evening. Last week they were not resilient, and the week before definitely not either. Uh, they dropped two in a row, and your season's not over by any means. But if you drop three in a row in the first five weeks of the season, uh it's going to be hard to write that ship. Yeah, this is game five for the Wolves. So, you know, you have five more to play. Four of those are region games. You have Ranburn, Comer, uh, Randolph County, and Lafayette still coming up. Uh, some very athletic teams on the horizon for the Wolves. Randolph County is not Randolph County of the past. You know, making it to state every year they play. You know, I don't think they've won a game this year. They've been blown out. They got blown out by Horseshoe Bend. So if that tells you anything, they're a very beatable team next Thursday night. The week after that might not be the same case, but I still think, you know, if we do what we can do that I know they can do, maybe there's a chance we can beat Comer in two weeks. Absolutely. The Wolves play like they are supposed to and are capable of playing on both sides of the ball. They can compete with Comer. Uh, here's the thing, Jacob. I think they can beat Randolph County. They can beat Ranburn. I think those are pretty easy. They can beat Childersburg. I think that's one. But you look at Comer and Lafette, you have to steal one of those because the Wolves are not going to be favored in both of those matchups. you got to steal one of those and hope that Vincent loses three more games this season. Well, you go back to last Friday night. I had, Like I said, I had the chance to watch the Comer-Ranburn game on, on, the, on the TV. And... Rainburn really picked Comer apart there in the first, you know, three and a half quarters. But, you know, Comer did what they did, started, you know, using that power run game that they have, started putting points on the board. So if we can eliminate those points, that's where we're going to have our chance to beat them. That's right. And uh, we're under five minutes till we get second half action on the way. We're going to take a quick break before we get started in the third quarter. You're listening to the Federal Football Game of the Week on the Federal Sports Network, presented by Coosa Pines Federal Credit Union. 
Coosa Valley MRI is open and ready to serve you when it comes to scheduling your MRI exam. Hi, I'm Robin Angelo, Director of Coosa Valley MRI. We have implemented COVID infection control measures to keep you as safe as possible. We make the scheduling process easy no matter where your health care provider is located. Simply have your physician call or fax in your MRI order and we will handle the rest. Coosa Valley MRI, where patients come first. Learn more at CoosaValleyMRI.com. Ever wonder why your friends are all members of Coosa Pines Federal Credit Union? It's the low auto loan rates, great checking accounts, and digital services with no fees. But most of all, it's the people helping people philosophy of caring for its members and communities. That's why Coosa Pines was voted best credit union, best auto loan, and best financial planning in the Coosa Valley for 2021. And why we say Coosa Pines is where you belong. Find Coosa Pines FCU on Facebook. Federally insured by NCUA. Equal housing lender. For a savory lunch, their chicken salad is made fresh daily with grapes and pecans or dried cranberries. They also have other sandwiches, soups, and assortment of fresh pastries. Order online for pickup or curbside. Cup of Grace on First Street in both Silicaga and Childersburg. You can also rent either location for parties and events. Whether you're a contractor or a DIY home improver, Van Zandt Hardware and Supply has what you need. From paint, pipes, and tools, and they're a yellow wood distributor as well. Plus, they have professional advice if you need it. Go to Van Zandt Hardware and Supply on Highway 280 in Oak Grove, where perfection for the customer isn't a privilege, it's a standard. Heritage Freight provides a wide variety of transportation, warehousing, and logistics services. Heritage Freight has earned a solid record of accomplishment in the industry by focusing on providing world-class customer service, employing only the most qualified and experienced drivers, and by having an unwavering commitment to quality. Heritage Freight received the 2020 Alabama Trucking Association's Excellence in Safety Award. They invite you to try their services and see the difference for yourself. Call 256-245-2488 or contact them at heritagefreight.com. This is the third quarter of Fayetteville High School Football, brought to you by Radio Alabama Sports. Welcome back to the tail end of this halftime show. Listen to Fayetteville Sports Network. Presented by Coos Pines Federal Credit Union, Blake Bagel alongside Jacob Bassett. We're ticking down about 30 seconds left to go before this third quarter kickoff, or at least that's what they have on the clock. Jacob, you got the lead 10-7. to 7. You're on the road. You deferred the second-half kickoff, so the Lions will be taking the kick. I think you got to come out here and really make a stand defensively. You've got to start the first, uh, excuse me, rather, the second half like you did the first half. You came out a completely different team than last week. You know, holding them, they only got past the 50 maybe two or three times during that first half, and they all came late in the second quarter. You need to clamp down, make plays on defense. Don't let them get on the other side of the first down stick. Make them punt the football till you put the football back in your hands and go score. You can go score quick. Absolutely. Keep them behind chains on the offensive side of the ball. They can come out here. They're better than this Victor Christian team. 
Um, and I think the Wolves definitely can come out with a win. They just got to play uh, the defense they were playing in the first quarter, not the latter half of the second quarter. So um, we'll see what they can do. And I'm not sure the exact statistics, uh, but I know that Pacey's got a lot of throwing yards and Zeke's got a lot of catching yards right now. Yeah, our impromptu statistician from last year, Coach Morris Phillips, you know, he's, he decided to be a dad this year and just watch from the stands. He's not keeping the stats. And he was nice enough last year to hand us down the old iPad and let us see the stats and all that. But like I said, I'll try to find out this week some stats from this game, some season stats for some of our our big playmakers, and we'll try to have those for you Thursday night on the Coach Limbaugh show. Yeah, that's great stuff, Jacob, if we could try to get a hold of that. And I think the way they do their stats now is they actually take the film from this game and then they watch the film, and as they go through it, I'm pretty sure that's how they keep up with their stats. I could be wrong, but I know that's a probably not as easy as having Coach Phillips take it while the game's going. Yeah, last year we were – calling our game in Woodland, and I'm sitting there with a notepad and a pen trying to keep up with yards, and I basically threw it down behind my chair and said, I give up. I'm going to get the stats from Coach Phillips, and he was nice enough to let us use it, and that was very helpful. But like I said, he decided to be a dad this football season to watch Levi in his senior year. Yep, can't blame it at all. And uh, Levi has had two opportunities to kick the ball so far tonight. He made a long field goal, which put him up 3 nothing, and then he shanked one that was just a few yards past an extra point. And uh, we'll see if he gets a chance to redeem himself here in the second half of action as uh, we're just about to get the third quarter underway. And um, the Wolves are definitely going to have to come out and play a little more aggressively on defense, show a little more life, and then the offensive side of the ball, just keep on doing what you've been able to do. Both teams have played disciplined ball, not very many penalties, hadn't had any unsportsmanlike calls this evening, which you love to see in a game, very clean game by both of these these schools so far. And um, both teams are taking the field now uh, for the second half kickoff. Yeah, we have really only had one call in question, and that was when Pacey went out of bounds, but... You know, the referee's closer to the play than we are. Maybe he saw something that we didn't, but you got to respect the call. And Like you said, it's been a clean game. Yeah, I can respect the no call on the um, as far as the late hit because he was hit while he's still in bounds. But why in the world, if somebody goes out of bounds, do you leave the clock running after a penalty? I don't know if that's in the rule book or not, but either way, it needs to be changed. So whoever came up with that rule, that was just ignorant. I don't know who came up with it, but I'm calling you out. Yeah, so if you're out there listening, guy who created it, come talk to me and I'll tell you how dumb it was. His name's Blake Bagley. <laughs> um, but in any instance in football, the clock stops till the ball is snapped. Yeah. And it's in any football rule book. It's even in the backyard rule book, and there's no out of bounds in backyard football. But you you, you know what we're saying? You know the clock's got to stop. Especially in crucial moments. Especially like if you're going out of bounds. He went out of bounds. Yes. Well, I, I, I just don't even know. But I'm going to stop talking about it because I'm getting mad just thinking about it. Uh, Respect the call. Yeah, well, I, I'm not necessarily blaming that one on the officials. I think that's actually probably in the rule book. That's why I'm saying the rule book's ignorant if that's the case. But Levi out there getting his leg warmed up. The official gives the signal. And Levi is ready to kick this one off. We are underway in the second half as that's a short little onside kick taken by Cheatwood, who's hit by a few guys for he's finally taken down for progress, got in about the 42-yard line, and that's where the lines will take over. 
Yeah, great job. Great kickoff coverage by the Wolves. He almost had all 11 over there, just the ones on this side of the field. Didn't quite make it over there, but way to find the football if you're yep. on the kickoff coverage team and don't let him get a big chunk of those yards. And that was a great effort by Cheatwood, too. He took a lick right after he caught that thing, and he held on to it. And uh, we'll see what the Lions can do. Is the last time their offense was on the field, they got six. So lined up in the shotgun formation, two receivers to the far side, one to the near side. Takes the snap. It's going to be a handoff all the way up the middle. Five yards, ten yards. Cuts it back in for about a 13-yard gain. And that was Andrew Okoa. So um, that will be first and ten. That will cross them over the 50. And that's not what you want if you're the Wolves' defense. Well, the, the Lions have discovered the edge, apparently, and if you heard the coaches beside me, I saw it. I don't know if you saw it. You can't tackle the defensive end, and that's what kind of yeah. happened to help them out just a little bit. Yeah, you got got to make that call if you're the officiating crew, but I guess you can't get all of them. And, and uh, you can hear the frustration, and I, that's understandable. Is if you're an offensive guy, can't tackle a defensive player. That's not how this works. And uh, they lined up in the shotgun again. One receiver split out to each side. Takes the snap. It's going to be a handoff to Oko up the middle again. Um, and that's going to be a gain of about seven. Yeah. If you're a favorable, you're, you're letting them get unnecessary yards. You have players in the backfield. Those players that gets in the backfield needs to make the plays. And if you hear the coaches beside me, we're sorry. It's just a... The nature of two-way football, they put you where they can put you, I guess. That's right. Well, we're thankful to be up here and not in some busy area down on um, down by the concession stand. So we're glad to have the spot that we do. Under center, Sergeant, one receiver split out to east side. He takes a snap. It's going to be a toss this time at the backfield. It's going nowhere. Um, and that's going to be a loss of about one or two. And that was Meadows on the carry, and the Wolves had that one sniffed out from the beginning. Yeah, great job by the defensive line there to to get past the offensive line and put a hand on the quarterback or, or the running back. I didn't quite see the number, but still you put a hand on him, didn't let go, and you brought him down. Yep, that's great play there by the Wolves' defense. This will set them up with about a third and six. And uh, we'll see what the Wolves do here. This is probably the biggest third down so far. Absolutely. This is uh, this probably this play will define the second half, and apparently the Lions think it will, too. They're going to take a timeout. We'll take one with them. You're listening to the Federal Football Game of the Week on the Federal Sports Network, presented by Coos Pines Federal Credit Union. Grace Cafe. Looking for a savory lunch? Their chicken salad is made fresh daily with grapes and pecans or dried cranberries. They also have other sandwiches, soups, and assortment of fresh pastries. Order online for pickup or curbside. Cup of Grace on First Street in both Sylacauga and Childersburg. You can also rent either location for parties and events. Beautiful Friday evening, uh, defining third down as we're 
Uh, just over two minutes into the third quarter. Lions are facing a third and five. Takes a snap. It's a fake to Meadows. Sergeant breaks out of the backfield, carries it up the middle, and he'll be stopped about a yard and a half shy of the first down marker. And uh, so now you, this is probably a pretty obvious call. You're probably going for this one if you're the Lions. Yeah, with no punter, and obviously even even the best high school kicker probably can't kick it from right here. You would expect them to go for it right here. It's time to clamp down, put the ball back in the Wolves' hands. Yeah, absolutely. You need to stop right here as it, we have score update. Pleasant Grove is 19-3. to uh, They're leading right now over Clay Central. Um 33 to nothing Comer at the half against Winterboro. And um, I'm sure the second half's gotten underway in Sylacauga, uh, or they may be in halftime. I'm not very sure. But 28-7 last time we checked. Sargent takes the snap. He's going to fake it around the end, and a second effort's going to get Meadows past the first down marker. He was hit behind the line, bounced off of it. Wolves didn't wrap up, and he'll have a first down. Yeah, you, you got to wrap up right there. You would have had the ball back in the offense's hands, but first and ten, now you really got to clamp down and make plays. A lot of jersey grabbing by this Wolves defense. You got to wrap up and take the tackler, or the, excuse me, the ball carrier down. Um, that would have been first down for the Wolves, but instead it's first down for the Lions as they've done chewed off three and a half minutes of this third quarter. And they got a first and ten from the 37 of the Wolves. So, Sergeant takes a snap. He's rolling. He's got plenty of time. He's just going to take off and run with him. He's got about four yards on the carry straight up the middle. Uh, he'll get down to about the 33-yard line. I think you need to leave a linebacker right there as we have an injured wolf on the field. I can't quite see the number because of the glare of the light, but he's down and referees call timeout for an injury. Yeah, you never want to see that. Um on a lineman, really anybody, but a lot of times when a lineman goes down like that, it's pretty serious. So yes, uh, senior Austin Jones. Yeah, definitely a key contributor and senior leader. You don't want to see him go down, but not to speculate, but it looks like maybe just a cramp. So uh, maybe that's what it is. Give him an old mustard packet, let him eat it down, and... I think he might need more than just a packet. He's a big old boy. He might need the whole bottle. Maybe maybe a whole jar of, of pickles or something. Yep, yep. That, uh, that should do the trick. And he'll walk o- over to the sideline under his own power, so that's good. And four minutes off of this third quarter clock so far, and the lines are marching down the field. And the Wolves have got to do something here defensively. You know, last night I was watching the old 2010 National Championship game that Auburn won, and the Oregon player went down with a cramp, came to the sideline and started eating a pack of mustard. Brittany says, why is he eating just mustard? I said, if, if you ever felt a cramp, then you'd know why. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. And I'm going to tell you, ain't nothing tastes better than mustard on a cheeseburger, brother. Sergeant takes a snap. It's going to be a fake to cheat wood, and they're going to try to speed option. It's going nowhere. That was number 83, Solly Brooks, in the backfield, and he stopped that right quick. That was actually Peyton Kraft and Solly Brooks. Dad, gummit, you'd think four weeks through the season I'd know their numbers by now, but I guess I don't. Either way, it was a good play. Well, yeah, there's been a couple of no- uh, number changes. Uh, Will Darden actually wears two numbers throughout the game, so 
you know, not enough jerseys to go around, I guess, or, or not enough players to go around with the numbers that you need on the field. And it's kind of a kind of a toss-up on who wears what jersey what day. That it is. I think uh, on his number they don't have a, a jersey for away, or it was something to that effect. But under seven minutes to go, and it looks like the Lions are going to use another timeout, and we'll take one with them. They burn two here in the first round in the third quarter. You listen to the Federal Football Game of the Week on the Federal Sports Network, presented by Coos Pines Federal Credit Union. Hello, I'm Chad Jones, President and CEO of First Bank of Alabama. Here at First Bank of Alabama, we've served local communities since 1848. We're proud to be your community bank. For over 170 years, we've been proactive with our products and services to offer a technologically advanced banking experience. The best part of First Bank of Alabama is our people. Our people are your neighbors, your customers, your volunteers, your banking professional. We're happy to be in your community and look forward to you stopping by one of our local branches. Come see us at First Bank of Alabama. We're your first. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. You know the feeling. It sets in when you get to work and you realize misery. Mm-hmm. I still have hours of this ahead of me. I no longer have that. Make your day better with Colin Cowher. Weekdays at noon on Fox Sports Central Alabama on 98.3 FM. Welcome back to the Federal Football Game of the Week on the Federal Sports Network, presented by Coos Pines Federal Credit Union. Third and long here as Sergeant takes the snap. He's going to fire one over the middle. It's caught a diving effort by Miles Martin, and it'll bring up about a fourth down and maybe three or four. Yeah, big play. Big third down again on this drive. The Wolves need to make a stop here to put the ball back in the offense's hand, keep Victor Christian from getting points on the board and going up. That they do. I bet they wish they had Levi Phillips in this situation at the 29-yard line, facing about a fourth and a long two yards to go, as they've done run out half of this third quarter. So we're at the midway point of the third quarter. Six minutes to go. Wolves still up 10-7. to seven. Same score he had at the half. Sergeant. Two receivers to the far side, one to the near. Takes the snap. He's going back. And Meadows caught it. And he evaded three tacklers in the backfield and got the first down. Yeah, it would have been Wolves' ball at about the 35. That's where the initial contact was made. But couldn't quite wrap up, and he got the first down that he needed. That's the second time on this drive they've had a fourth down stop and couldn't wrap up. And that's the issue we've seen last week and the week before for this Wolves team. We got a got a score update on one of our picks last night with our logo counterpart. The Wake Forest Demon Deacons are up on the Virginia Cavaliers, 27-17. Look, you remember I told you, the ACC cannot afford another team to lose. The officials are going to be doing all they can to make Wake Forest win, and I called it. They're up by 10, and right now Sargent's going to hand it off at the backfield. Dakota Ogle says, no, sir, and... uh. Had to make sure Meadows was okay after that hit he took, and that's a loss of five, second and 15. That'll wake that defense up, and that's what we needed. We put them behind the sticks. Let's keep them behind the sticks. That's right. Second and 15 from the 30-yard line. Four minutes and about 50 seconds left to go before the end of the third quarter, and the Lions have had the ball the whole time. 
They're definitely winning the T.O.P. battle right now. Taking a little page out of the old Limbaugh playbook. That they are. Shotgun. Meadows in the backfield with Sargent. It's going to be a handoff up the middle, and then it's a reverse around the backside. Okoa is hit at about the 31-yard line, so they might have got a yard on that one. Good heads-up play by the Wolves, and we've seen this story a few times on this drive. Third and long. We'll see if the Wolves can stand tall here. Yeah, on that tackle was somebody that Coach Limbaugh was very high on, a senior in the Cass Duke. It was a great, great play by Cass to sniff out that reverse and keep him behind the sticks. Absolutely. So uh, we'll see if they can stand strong here. And Sargent's in the backfield, two receivers to the left side, one to the near. Meadows in the backfield. He's going to roll to the left. He's rolling. He's looking to throw, and he's able to get one off, but it's incomplete out of bounds. Fourth and 15, and this is an obvious situation where you'll go for it. Yeah, great pass rush by the defense there. Like I said, maybe that was the play by Dakota Ogle a few plays ago to wake that defense up. Good deal. Yep. Uh, we just got a score update. Comer is 43-6 to at halftime right now. Um and so they're putting it on Winneboro, but Winneboro did a little bit better than they did last year. At least they've scored six so far. They didn't score any last year. Yeah, Winneboro's getting votes for the top ten, but right now they're not looking like a top ten team. That they aren't. Fourth down. Bad snap over the head of the quarterback. He dives on it at the 48-yard line, and that's where the Wolves will take over. Wow. What a play. That was a bad decision by... Uh, sergeant right there to dive on the football at least pick it up and try to get a few yards and you're positive to not help Fayetteville out so much but as a Fayetteville fan hey I'll take it yeah you're better off throwing an interception right there um, or doing something because uh, yeah, you just cost your team 20 yards on that one just about and the Wolves will take over at the 49 yard line um, almost across midfield 340 to go to the end of the third quarter. It's still the same score, 10 to 7, that we had at the half. So play clock's down to 6 to 5 to 4. The Wolves are getting up to the line. Limbaugh might have to burn a timeout. Deloach takes the snap right before the end of it, hands it to Baker off up the middle. Flag on the field, and he might have got back to the line of scrimmage. Holding on the wolves. Man, well, at least you're working with first down now, not second down. But man, hey, you get you get an extra down, but you got to go a little further. That's right. So there's a positive and negative to a five-yard penalty and a and a same down penalty. But the negative part is that you're going backwards, and that was a ten-yarder, Jacob. Yeah, but the positive is, hey, you get an extra down. That's right. Hail Mary on call on first down. <laughs> uh, old Doug Flutie play. But still, you need to limit those penalties, Blake. I agree with that, Jacob. First down from the 38-yard line. Wolves going to work. Two receivers to the near side. Under center, Deloach takes the snap. He drops back to pass. He's got time. Now he's being flushed. He's going to fire one to his brother Zeke. About the 50. Low throw. Probably should have tried to get it to someone else there. I'll bring up second and 21. Yeah, I think everybody was pretty well covered. Cole Hardy was downfield, but he had somebody on him. Zeke was the only other option, and he tried to force it in there, and we're lucky that 
you know, the ball fell innocently out of bounds. That's right. Second down and 20 yards to go. Two receivers to the far side and none to the near side. Pacey's under center. He takes the snap. It's going to be a fake. And he's running around. He's going to keep it, and he's going to get about eight yards. And he juked out and made two of the Victory Christian defenders hit each other, so that got him about an extra two yards. Uh, so now it's about a third and 13. Yeah, you're still not back Excuse to the original line of scrimmage, but maybe this could be a manageable third down. Throw one of those quick slants in the middle of the field. But don't force it. Yeah, don't you don't want to force anything at this area of the field because even if you get in completion and you let Levi Phillips punt that thing, you're gonna win the field position battle. Yeah, Levi can flip the field in a heartbeat. That he can. Two receivers to the near side, Pacey's under center. Hammonds and Robertson in the backfield behind him. He takes the snap and it's a fake handoff. He's rolling to the left, steps up, fires one. Cadence Barrett was wide open. He would have had about 10 yards after that catch, but he was overthrown on that one. And um, that cost him a first down there. He was wide open, Jacob. I think this is a situation where you have to punt it. No fakes, no silly things. Just punt it and flip the field and try to make a stop down there on defense. Man, lucky break there for the Lions defense as Cadence Barrett was wide open. And uh, Pacey just overthrew him. Luckily, it wasn't intercepted. Now they'll send Levi out to kick this one. He gets the snap. He steps up right into that one. Beautiful spiraling kick that's taken at the 15-yard line. And that's where the Lions will take over when we come back. You're listening to the Federal Football Game of the Week on the Federal Sports Network, presented by Coots of Pines Federal Credit Union. This is another money moment from Sycamore Federal Credit Union. Did you know the more money you pay down, the lower you can get your payment? Come see us to get you in that ride. Sycamore Federal Credit Union, online at sycamorefcu.com. Member NCUA, Equal Housing Lender. Welcome back to the Federal Football Game of the Week on the Federal Sports Network, presented by Coos Pines Federal Credit Union. And um, out of the break, from about the 15-yard line, it was a toss to Meadows, who trucked it up, changed it, and got upfield, and picked up a gain of about 14 yards on that one, as we're two minutes and 30 seconds to go for the end of this third quarter. And the Lions had the ball. There was a defender in the area. His arm just wasn't long enough to bat the pass down. <laughs> yeah, they tried to get out that one, just couldn't couldn't make the stop. So we'll see what they do here. Eye formation, one receiver to each side. Hand off to Cheatwood up the middle. And Cheatwood is carrying guys. And he probably had about seven yards after contact. He carried about three Wolves defenders on that one. Yeah, I think, I think our... Linebackers and the safety got seven yards after contact too on that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that they did. And um, Wolves definitely getting bullied around in the third quarter. Defense is going to need to stand stall. 
and get them a stop here. They already have one stop. We need another one as we're, you know, less than two minutes to go in the third. That's right. So every drive is important from here on out. That it is from their own 41. I formation, or receivers split out to each end, takes the snap. It's going to be a fake. He's rolling. He's got Cheatwood wide open. Cheatwood dropped the ball. And Wolves are lucky that he did because that would have been a gain of about 20 yards on that one. The football gods were definitely watching out for us on that one. Yeah, that they were. And uh, about a minute and 30 left to go in the third quarter. We still got the same score we had at half, 10 to 7 Wolves. And ever since the end of that first quarter, Wolves have not been able to do anything offensively. Yeah, we need to get the ball back in our hands and do what we did against Lynette in the first quarter. And that's move the ball, you know, short yards, but still, you know, important yards and keep the ball out of their hands. They're definitely losing time of possession battle. And, uh, you know, the Lions came out and had the ball for about eight minutes to start the third quarter. Takes a snap, Sergeant fakes it. He's going to keep it himself. He's going to run up the middle. He's taken down after about a seven-yard gain. And uh, one thing I give these backs for Victory Christian is they fall forward when they have contact. They make contact with the defenders. Yeah, they know if you fall forward, there's you a chance for two or three more yards. And like I said a few minutes ago, every yard's important. That's right. That it is, Jacob. Now it's about a third and four situation. A minute to go in the third. Lines down by three. I formation, two receivers to the near side. Sergeant is going to take the snap, and he's going to hand it to Meadows up the middle, and they tried to strip it. That makes the new score. Lines 13, Wolves 10. 55 seconds to go before the fourth. Yeah, trying to strip the ball is almost the same as an arm tackle. You just can't do that. Trying to go for the ball. You had him on third down. One more down. Who's to say you could have got a loss? They could have. You could have tackled him behind the line for a loss. You got the ball back, but you, you tried to arm tackle. You gave him six. That's right. That's exactly right, Jacob. And uh, awaiting this PAT, the Lions will be up by four. And Meadows will kick this one. Snap is good. Hold is good. Kick is barely good, but it went through. And with 55 seconds left to go in the third quarter, Wolves are down by four. Got to get something going off. Finish with us to the Federal Football Game of the Week. Available Sports Network presented by Coos Pines Federal Cranium. We'll be back shortly. Regardless of age, muscles are vital to your overall health and well-being. I'm Dr. Jared Spear at Childersburg Primary Care, letting you know that muscles comprise 35% of your body and allow for movement, balance, physical strength, organ function, skin integrity, immunity, and even involved in wound healing. Experience what M-Sculpt treatments at Childersburg Primary Care can do to help improve your muscle function. Whether you're 16 or 66, M-Sculpt only only at Childersburg Primary Care, online at ChildersburgClinic.com. The biggest guests. We didn't invent Sports Talk Radio. We're just trying to make it better. And the best interviews. What a great interview. It feels like just a conversation between two people. The Dan Patrick Show. Weekdays, 9 a.m. on Fox Sports Central Alabama on 98.3 FM. Listening to Fayetteville High School Football on the Fayetteville Sports Network, presented by Coosa Pines Federal Credit Union. Now, back to the stadium. Welcome back to the Federal Football Game of the Week on the Federal Sports Network, presented by Coosa Pines Federal Credit Union. Meadows lines that one up and kicks it. 
just a short kick that will land at about the 33-yard line where the Wolves will fall on it. Luckily, they were able to get on that ball before the Lions were able to get there. And, Jacob, it's been all lines this second half. Yeah, we're finally behind for the first time in this game, so now we can use that vocabulary word and just see how resilient we can be. Yeah, uh, you got to get something going if you're the Wolves. you got out to a 10 nothing lead, and ever since the end of the first quarter, you hadn't been able to do jack on offense. And uh, so you got to be thinking you need a score here, at least a field goal. So they'll, they'll take over at the 34-yard line. Two receivers to the near side, one to the far. Pacey with Hunter Hammonds in the backfield. He takes the snap, and it's going to be a handoff all the way up the middle. And that, he might have got a yard. Yeah, you're letting the Lions, they're beating you in every facet of the game right now. You had them beating the first quarter and partially through the second quarter, but you've allowed them to gain their side of the momentum. Their crowd's getting into it down below us. Yeah, we we need to kill that momentum. Yeah, and earlier in the game, the Wolves were up ten to nothing inside the ten yard line. Jacob could have put this one away, but as you can see, they didn't. Pacey takes the snap. It's a fake, and Pacey's running around looking to try to throw the ball. Good block by a defender. Pacey throws the ball, and it made it past line of scrimmage. And I'm not sure if this is a late hit or intentional grounding. Surely this isn't an intentional grounding. Oh, roughing the passer. No. Did he just call intentional grounding on that, Jacob? He did the personal foul sign. Let's see. They called intentional grounding. Well, that was just a horrible call. I don't know what they think they're doing out there. He had no idea what he was doing because he gave the personal foul signal and called intentional grounding. I'm going to tell you, we're going to have to call Pete Ward or Pete Stewart. Who was his name? The one from Horseshoe Bend? Yeah, they did a good job. But by golly, I don't know what those guys were thinking on that one. That was a bad call, and wow. Um... I mean, dang, I just don't know what to say. As uh, That'll bring us to the start of the fourth quarter as the Wolves are down 10 to 14. And uh, we'll see what they can get going on offense as they haven't been able to get going since uh, late in the first quarter. They'll take over from their own 25. This is going to be about a third and 19 right here. And you really don't have anything to lose. That's just chunk this thing right here, Jacob. Yeah, but you got to make something happen right here because the Lions are fixing to get the ball back, and that's not what you want right now. Yeah, you they points. They put up 14 straight on the Wolves. And like I said, had a chance to close this thing out early in the second quarter, but the Wolves just couldn't do it. Well, the receiver split out each side. The Loach takes a snap. He's going to fire to Hunter Robertson, who's got five yards. He's got 10 yards, 15 yards, 20. He breaks it past the 50. And he's all the way down to the 35, but we should have known that one wasn't going to stand as there's a flag now back at the 30-yard 30, 30 line. And see what the call is. False start. Jacob, I'm gonna have to give you my. I'm gonna have to give one of these guys out here in the crowd a headset because I need to go down there and officiate because uh, I, I don't know if these guys know or not. You're supposed to blow a play dead if there's a false start. Um, so I definitely don't know what these guys are doing. And 
he's having to redo his call on the field because he's struggling so much out there. Yeah, it's like that. How you going to have a personal foul, intentional grounding? Man, I don't know. I don't even think he knows. But um, third and about 800 for the Wolves after that horrible, blatant call two times in a row. So That wasn't a bad play call. We would have got the first down. Maybe we need to go back to that. But Limbaugh calls a timeout. I don't blame him. He's probably calling timeout to tell his guys up here to get the film ready to send into the state on Monday. But is that the end of the third quarter as well? Yep. So uh, start of the fourth quarter. Um, there's another flag on the field. Wow. Jacob, they just threw a flag for nothing out there. He caught it on the sideline? I don't, I don't even know how that even happens. Maybe I need to run down there during the mid-quarter break and ask him what the heck's going on. What? The clock will stop for the end of the quarter. Limbaugh also called a timeout, and the referee just threw the flag for nothing. Um, Jacob, you remember the calls we seen at Vincent last season? These guys watched that tape and said, I think we want to be worse. That's what it's looking like. But... <laughs> For radio reasons, we have to respect the call, Blake. I ain't respecting that call, Jacob. That was ignorant. I don't care who you are. That was a bad call. These guys, they pulled up from the Pee Wee game on Tuesday night to come help. Appreciate that one. This is the one where you need to send it. Yeah. Montgomery. Yeah. Well, I'm going to go ahead and predict this play, Jacob. There's going to be a flag on it. Probably so. Third and about 87 from the six-yard line. Deloach in the shotgun. Takes the snap. He drops back to pass. He steps up. He's going to run with it. And he got about 40 of those 87 yards. Now he got a gain of about 11. And that will bring up fourth and 14. And I don't see a flag out there yet. I don't but the clock didn't start either. That's not to say they won't make something up, because they're these guys are pretty good at that. Or I guess that was an untimed down to end the quarter. So, see, I'm not sure why the clock didn't start. Well, uh, I tell you what, Blake, they're fixing to put the ball where Fayetteville should have the ball. Right now, because of a personal foul, intentional grounding, and an illegal procedure call after the ball was snapped. This, I don't, I'm no com- words. They're confused. I'm confused. The officials are confused. I don't know if anybody ain't. You know, the only thing person ain't confused right now is God. Because <laughs> this is confusing. <laughs> I don't know what's going on with this one, Jacob. I'll tell you what, who's eating all this confusion up is Victory Christian right now. He's about to get the ball back. Hey, if you're if you're the Lions right now, you're like, I don't really know what's going on, but I like it. Yeah. <laughs> they have all the momentum you can get right now and it's up to the Wolves defense after this punt to yep. you know, clamp down. You can see V C down there, their coach is clapping and looking at him. He's like, Guys, I'm gonna be honest with you, I don't know what's going on, but get out there and play ball. And that's what they've been doing the last two 
Well, that's that's right. And a half, right. So the Wolves got 12 minutes to see if they can get this thing going. Um, as Levi Phillips looks to pin the lines deep here, and um, we'll see what they can do if they don't get a flag call. And whistle's blown, and Phillips gets the snap. He steps up, puts a lot of leg into this one. And I was going to fall at the 45. It's going to bounce down to the 40. Down. It's going to spin around more. And did a nice job at flipping the field there. Wolves will, uh, excuse me, the Lions will go to work at the 37-yard line. And uh, 11.48 to go in the fourth quarter. So I think we had a couple plays that wasn't on the clock earlier. Uh, so now we'll put that one behind us and get started here in the fourth. Yeah, this is where the Wolves' defense needs to get serious about what they're doing. Take a step forward. You kind of took a step back the last couple of drives. And, and the Wolves have a defender run out because they almost had 12 men on the field. Under center, Sergeant sends a man in motion. He gets the snap. It's going to be a fake. It's going to be a hand of Meadows up the middle who will get about five yards. Um, He'll get to about the 43-yard line. And second down at about six. Yeah, it seems like that's all they're going to do is hand the ball to Meadows, let him be the workhorse to kill some clock and gain necessary yards. That's right. Uh, they ran about 30 seconds off the fourth quarter so far, but they have owned the time of possession battle here in the second half. And we'll see what they can do here. Eye formation again. Sergeant under center. He's going to hand it off to Meadows again, who's going to be met in the backfield, and he's going to be taken down after about a yard or loss. Brings up third and five. And for the Wolves, this would be a big stop right here, man, a big stop. It's a great play by the defense right there to find Meadows. Like I said, they're going to find Meadows to kill the clock, and the defense thought the same and found him and brought him down. Didn't let go that time. Yeah. So we'll see. What they do for their own 43-yard line, they're going to let as much clock run here as they can. Um, and if they don't convert here, you'll probably see a punt, but they might roll the dice and go for it. But got to see what they do on third down first. Shotgun set, two receivers to each side. Sergeant takes the snap. He's rolling. He's going to fire to Martin, who was covered by Hunter Robertson, who was kind of sluggish on that one. and. They'll pick up a first down out to the 50-yard line. Yeah, we're giving the receivers a cushion when you need to pinch down on your receivers. Keep them at bay and try to try to get an arm on the football to bat it away. Man, if you're Hunter right there, you're running up on that guy, just lay way, way laying, man. I mean, you know, you might get an unnecessary roughness, unnecessary roughness call, but you also might jar the football free. Yeah, but you still get 15 yards. Yeah, in the shotgun, Sergeant takes the snap. He's going to take, take it up the middle. He's got 10 yards before he's finally taken down at the 39. He exploded up the middle. And this is something we haven't seen from this Wolves team yet this year. We've seen teams being able to break it outside to the perimeter and gain uh, chunk yards. But we haven't seen them being able to do it up the middle, but Victory Christian has been able to do that. Yeah, their offensive line is doing a good job of opening the gate and letting – uh, Meadows and Cheatwood and Sergeant, you know, up the middle just about every play. That they are. That they are. From the 39-yard line, Lions will go to work. 
in the shotgun formation. Receiver to each side. Sergeant takes the snap. His hand to Meadows up the middle. Who's got five yards? He bounces it back. He's down the field. He's got a touchdown. And 20 to 10, Victory Christian awaiting an extra point to make it 21. They found something up the middle that didn't work in the first half. Those are these halftime adjustments coming to fruition for the Lions. And somebody on the other side of the press box in that coach's box over there saw something in the middle they liked, and they're taking advantage of that it. They did, and um, Coach Limbaugh is going to have to adjust to their adjustment, and he's got to do it pretty quick, 20 to 10. Um, waiting this extra point by Meadows will make it 21 to 10 if he's able to knock this one through the uprights. They line up, snaps up, kick is good. 21 to 10. We'll take a quick break. You're listening to Pebble Football on the Pebble Sports Network, presented by Coosa Pines Federal Credit Union. We'll be back shortly. Silicaca and surrounding areas, are you ready to level up? Then it's time to join the VIP club at Toyota of Silicaga. That's right. It's time for you to be a VIP. When you join the Toyota of Silicaga VIP club, you will receive seven years of oil changes, complimentary tire rotations, three-day exchange policy, $500 off your next purchase, 10% off parts and service, and much, much more. What's that? You want to know how much it costs to join our VIP club? Absolutely zero. That's right. You get all of these amazing benefits at no cost to you. That's $3,495 in benefits. And don't forget about Toyota of Silicaga's team of credit specialists here to get you approved. Because 100% credit approval is our number one goal. So if you are ready to level up, come join the VIP club at Toyota of Silicaga for $3,495 in benefits at no cost to you. Remember, you're not just a number. You are part of the family at Toyota of Silicaga. 397-65 Highway 280. ToyotaofSilicaga.com. We're worth the drive, and we will prove it. With approved credit, see dealer for details. Welcome back to the Federal Football Game of the Week on the Federal Sports Network, presented by Coos Pines Federal Credit Union. Uh, 9.26 to go before the end of regulation in this one, and Moyle's got a lot of work to do to catch up. They're down 21-10. to 10. They had a 10 nothing lead to start the second quarter. They were inside the 10-yard line looking to put this one away and uh, missed the field goal, and we're now where we're at. And uh, Wolves... Barely able to get back on that one. Onside kick, and the Wolves were able to get on it, but it was a struggle. And the officials don't pull those guys apart. Eventually, they get frustrated. The Wolves had the ball. Okay, okay. They they caught it on the Wolves because the whistle should have been blown way earlier than it was, Jacob, on that one. Was on the kickoff, and he he uh, cradled the ball, got down on one knee, and, you know, as he was going down to one knee, I think his knee hit the ground before the ball came out. One referee saw it. The other four didn't see it. But that one referee happened to be the one wearing the white hat. Yep. So, uh, good lucky break for the Wolves there. And uh, the Wolves will take over. From their own 38-yard line, and you got to think you got to score quick here, Jacob. Yeah, a touchdown and a field goal ties it, but you have to keep them out of the end zone and get the ball back quickly. As if you do, score. you got to be thinking touchdown, touchdown, touchdown. If you're the Wolves, the Loach going to take the snap. He's going to drop back. He's going to fake the throw, and he's going to carry the ball for about five yards. And if the Wolves want to get some tempo going, um, that clock's running down to nine minutes now. Yeah, you got to start thinking about that NASCAR offense. Go go down, up, 
get that playoff within two or three seconds from the time you get up. Get everybody set. Legally, you got to run the play. You know, no false starts. Obviously, you don't want to see that right now, but you've got to go fast. That's right, Mr. NASCAR, man. The hurry up. Now. <laughs> get that vroom, vroom. You know what I'm saying? Takes the snap. The loach, he steps back. He's going to fire one and is caught by Zeke at the 45-yard line. That's a first down across the 50, and the Wolves will go to work again. Yeah, this is what the Wolves need to do. Get these yards. Get these first downs. Obviously, the first down, the clock will stop on first down, but, you know, the ball gets set, the clock starts running. you got to pay attention to that. you got to pay attention to the play clock. That's right, 820 to go in the game. Wolves hurrying up, two receivers split out to each side. The Loach takes the snap. He drops back. He's got plenty of room in the pocket right now. He fires one deep, and it's intercepted by Martin. And they'll take over at the 20-yard line. The victory Christian Lions will. Well, that's not the break that we needed. Nope. Jacob, I can almost hear the fat lady in the background on this one warming up. Because might be all she wrote here if the Wolves can't get a stop and get one quick. Uh, yeah, we're in, <laughs> it's a big defensive drive for the Wolves right now. That's right. You know, all they're going to do is run the ball here. So all you can hope for is a strip or a bad snap because I don't think the Lions are going to put it in the air on this one. Yeah, they're not going to take any chances with the lead and the amount of time left on the clock. Now, you're right about that, Jacob. Under center, Sergeant. He takes the snap, and it's going to be a handoff to Cheatwood, who's going to break a few tackles, and the fullback will pick up a first down out across the 31. Yeah, you can hear the coaches beside me. Everybody in the stadium knows they're going to run the football. Overload the box, because they're running it up the middle. Cheat your safety up. Cheat your linebackers up. You just... On this one, man, I would put all my guys on the line. I'd run a goal line formation, and may I would force them to throw the ball because so far they haven't shown me that they can throw the ball and beat you. Yeah, they can get these little little out routes, maybe four or five yards before they're met by a corner. That's right, seven minutes and 30 seconds left to go. Mar- uh, Sergeant keeps himself up the middle. He breaks it for about a 15-yard gain. Scratch that, make it about a 21-yard gain out to about the 50. And, uh, man, through the Wolves, this is not what you wanted this evening traveling to Pell City. No, it's not, not, not a great start to the road trip. We're going to be on the road again next Thursday night. You got to win games on the road. And you started out so good, and you kind of fell off. You need to, you know, I'd call a timeout. Try to get your boys back in check. I'm trying to get something started. I would. 50 to six now. Comer leading at Winterboro, and they're just <laughs> disrespecting the Bulldogs at this point. Wow, that's an ugly one. Uh, this is gonna be a hand up the Meadows up the middle. He stopped at the line of scrimmage. Scratch that. That was Okoa on the carry, so they've had two guys they've been swapping it up with. Yeah, we really hadn't called his name since the first half, but, you know, he's a senior. You know, they had the pictures of the seniors right here in front of us, and he's right there on the end. And, you know, that's what you want out of your seniors, making plays. That's exactly right, Jacob. Quite a few Okoa and Meadows are both seniors, so you know you're going to get a heavy dose of those guys. So six minutes to go before the end of regulation. The Wolves are in trouble, Jacob. 
as the Lions are facing second ten at the 50. Takes a snap. It's going to be a handoff up the middle to Okoa, who is met, and he's should have been taken down for a gain of three. Broke off a wimpy tackler and gained about uh, six yards on that one. Yeah, that's what happens when you keep your feet moving. You, you're not going to go down on first contact, and he kept those feet moving to get those two or three extra yards. That's right. 530 and ticking left you on regulation. We'll have to get a stop here. The game's over. Yeah, the number 13, I don't have his number on my roster, but he was looking like he was going out, but he's coming back in. Yeah, I've been wondering who he was, but uh, must have a miscommunication on the uh, roster here. But nonetheless, they'll take over at the 44. And whistle on the field. Timeout. Lines will burn one. We'll, we'll take a timeout with them. You're listening to the Federal Football Game of the Week on the Whipple Sports Network, presented by Coos Pines Federal Credit Union. We'll be back here shortly. Need some extra energy to make it through the day? Allen Brew Market has monster energy drinks, candy, and snacks for that quick pick-me-up. At Allen Brew Market, they mean it when they say fuel for your car and fuel for your body. You're Great evening for football. Blake Bagley alongside Jacob Bassett on this call. And the Wolves are in a heap of trouble right now. Five minutes to go in the game. They're down 21-10, to 10 and the Lions have the ball. And you've got to get a stop here if you're the Wolves. You have to. It's a must if you want any chance of forcing overtime or getting a win. Yeah, with this running game, the Wolves kind of have their tails tucked. They need to untuck that tail, show some teeth, and start making plays. That they do, Jacob. Like the analogy there. Show some teeth. You are a Wolf. There's a flag on the field, and substitution infraction on the offense, I think is what that call is. Ain't that what math class is for? What? Too many men on the field. Oh, they had too many men on the field. (laughs) Well, Wolves, either way, it's a five-yard penalty that'll back them up, make it third and 11, and that might have been the break the Wolves needed here. Yeah, this is where we need to make a stop. Yeah, if you're the Wolves, you got to get a stop right here. It is a must at this point in the ball game. But then, if you're the Lions, would you put the football back in in the Wolves' hands, knowing what Pacey is capable of at times? I don't know, Jacob. I don't know what you would do if you're the Lions here. Sergeant takes a snap. It's going to be a handoff all the way. And is taking down Akoa for about a two-yard loss. Five minutes to go in the game, and the Wolves look like they might be getting the football back. You know, if I was Limbaugh right there, I would have tried to have called a timeout to save, save the clock from running because, you know, 30 seconds on the play clock, Victor Christian's going to kind of dry, dry that play clock out a little bit and let the time on the scoreboard run down and not give us very much time. That's right. Jacob, if I'm the Wolves right here, I'm coming after this punt. That's what you, that's what you would think. And I think they are coming after it. What are they doing? There's a flag on the field. 
There's a flag on the field, though. And this was coming back. Should be coming back. False start. What? Oh, I thought. gum it, Jake. But you called that one. You called that one. There was a flag on the field. If it's a false start, you blow the play dead. It's not an offsides penalty. You blow the play dead, Jacob. Well, you know what? How about next week you just let me have the headset. I'll call up KJ McCurley and hold the phone up to the microphone. And we'll let you go down there and. I don't know where your little daughter's at, but she needs to go put on a zebra outfit and go out there and, and help those guys out. She's down right down the stairs from us. <sighs> Man, but that's a lucky break for the Wolves. But as we were talking about, they need to come after this one, Jacob. Yeah, you need to need to send your gunners towards the football, but you don't want to get to them after he kicks the no. ball. Go for the ball, and if you're going to hit him, make sure you hit the ball. Yes. And uh, we'll see. So the Wolves right here looks like they might be coming after this one. They are not. They're not. But they didn't really have to. Not a great punt. Well, they got a good bounce. Rolls down to the 20-yard line. That's where the Wolves take over. Four minutes left to go. What do you do here if you're the Wolves, Jacob? <laughs> got to go. You got to go fast. Yeah, you're exactly right. Race weekend might be next weekend, but this is where you need to see the speed of your receivers and your offense, and score quickly. Yeah, uh, you definitely got to score quick right here. Try to save all your timeouts, and uh, that way, if you do get the ball, if you don't get your onside kick, you got three timeouts to uh, to burn. Um, so we'll see what they do here. So Lions have a little miscommunication on defense there. I see Deloach in the backfield, two receivers split out wide. He takes a snap. He's going to fire one Hunter Robertson, who forward progress had him to about an eight-yard gain. Clock's rolling, four minutes to go. And the officials are being slow with things, and that's not good. Your officiating crew got to get this thing going. No, but if you're the Wolves, you need to get to the line of scrimmage with a little more haste than what you're doing right now, too. Absolutely, Jacob. Absolutely. They break the huddle quickly. Three receivers to the far side. One to the near. Pacey takes the snap, and it's going to be a screen pass to Pacey. I mean to Zeke. Zeke evades a few defenders, gets the first down. Clock will stop momentarily, and uh, they did stop the clock. 3.29 to go, first down. But as soon as that ball touches that ground, the clock's going to start. you got to be ready. Yep. Absolutely. And the clock's running. So, trying to break the huddle quick. Clock running, 10 seconds. So it's done to run off of it. So, we'll see. Two receivers split out to each side. Pacey's in the backfield. Hunter Hammond's alongside. He takes the snap. You got to go deep right here. He's stepping up, and he is thrown down. There's a flag on the field. And that might be an unnecessary roughness or a face mask, Jacob. Oh, here's the call from the referee. Or would it be a hold on the wolves? You never know with these guys. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point, Jacob. But Face mask on the defense. That's 15 yards for the wolves. That's good enough to move the chains and give us, a, give us another fresh set of downs and a little bit closer. All righty. Wolves taking over at the 40-yard line now. Under three minutes to go. Two receivers split out to each side. Deloach in the backfield. 
Pacey takes the snap. He uses a PA to, oh, it's a deloach over the center of the field to the 44-yard line. A pickup of about 15 yards. Chains will move. Wolves going up to the line of scrimmage now. Clock will start running as soon as the ball is placed. I think you got to throw it to the end zone right here, Jacob. Yeah, great little play call or play by the Deloach brothers. and You got you a first down here on their side of midfield. Now you got to, like you said, start thinking about touchdowns. Yep. You want to get one in the end zone because you got to do this all over again. Deloach takes a snap. He fakes the handoff to Hammonds. Sits in the pocket, fires it to Hammonds, and uh, I don't know if Hammonds was expecting that one, but a uh, catchable ball, but he dropped it. That'll bring it second and ten. Probably better that he did drop it on that one because uh, he would have stayed in bounds more than likely, and that clock would have kept running, so probably better they dropped it. Yeah, Akoa was there, so if, you know, Akoa were to make the tackle inbounds, but fortunately for us, the ball fell to the ground to stop the clock. That's right, from the 45-yard line. The loach in the backfield with him. His two receivers split out to each end of the field. He takes a snap. He drops back. He's looking, looking, steps up, still can't find anybody, and he's sacked behind the 50-yard line. you got to get rid of that one. And now the Wolves will have to burn the timeout, and that makes your chances of uh, having a chance of another possession really slim. Wolves will call a timeout. We'll call one with them. Here's uh, the Federal Football Game of the Week on the Federal Sports Network, presented by Coos Pines Federal Credit Union. Uh, we'll be back shortly. You've always said half lemonade, half sweet tea. Now you can just say Sunjoy. Swing by your local Chick-fil-A today and enjoy the same great taste of Chick-fil-A lemonade and freshly brewed sweetened iced tea with a new name, Sunjoy. Get yours today at Chick-fil-A Silicaga. Register now for free lunch Friday from Chick-fil-A of Silicaga. You could win free lunch for up to eight in your office from Chick-fil-A of Silicaga. Visit Mix1065radio.com for more details and to register. This is another money moment from Sycamore Federal Credit Union. Did you know the more money you pay down, the lower you can get your payment? Come see us to get you in that ride. Sycamore Federal Credit Union, online at sycamorefcu.com. Member NCUA, Equal Housing Lender. Welcome back to the Federal Football Game of the Week on the Federal Sports Network, presented by Coos Pines Federal Credit Union. Federal's trying to do an impossible 11-point comeback within two minutes. They're facing a third and long. Deloach takes the snap. There's a flag on the field. He fires. This one's probably off size as Zeke's pulled out of bounds at about the 41-yard line, a pickup of about 15 yards. Oh, my God, Jacob. Oh, my God. Personal foul, first false start for the offense, because every play to this referee is a personal foul. Um, well, uh... I think at this point he's just guessing what to call, because there was nobody moving on that well, offensive line. I... I, you're supposed to blow that. I mean, at least his uniform fits. That's one thing he's got going for him this evening. There's always a positive. Yeah, always take the positive out in life, kids. There's always like the positive side of things. That's something you always do, no matter what situation you're in. Third and very long, probably about thirty. The loach takes the snap. You know this one's gonna be a hail mary. Oh, it's a hook and ladder to Hammonds. 
who picked up about 20 of those 30 yards. I didn't see that one going, but I'll bring up about a fourth and nine, fourth and ten situation. A minute and 30 left to go. You got the momentum, but I think Limbaugh's going to call a timeout. Uh, Hunter's on the, the turf there. And it looks like he might have dinged his hand or his arm. Hopefully it's something minor. And um, That's somebody you can't afford to lose. No, absolutely. Big playmaker on the offensive side of the ball. And I'd really like to see him get him involved a little more in the running game. Yeah, he's a pretty nice little running back, so let's hope this, you know, this is just something minor. I mean, no matter what side of the field is on. Absolutely. Hope it's something minor and he can get back out there. Pacey takes the snap, drops back. He fires one over the middle. His brother Zeke is caught for a first down. Out across the 35-yard line. That'll move the chains. you got to show some kind of urgency here. It's like we're not getting back to the line. The clock's fixing to start. You've got to be quick here, Jacob, and you can't afford to use timeouts right now. The clock is running. Robertson's in the backfield with DeLoach. Two receivers split out. He takes the snap and he drops back. He's got to be looking for the end zone. He's being chased. He heaves one. It is all right out of pace. I mean, Zeke's hands. That's probably his fifth drop of the evening. Wow. You know, in Zeke's defense, though, if maybe he was five or six inches taller, that would have been right in the bread basket, and we'd be looking at six right now. But yeah, well, still a catchable ball if you're Zeke. Yeah, it was catchable, but like you said, in his defense, I don't even know he thought the ball was coming to him. He was running around, turns around, and boom, there's the ball. So second and ten, less than a minute to go. Bulls down by 11. Pacey drops back. Fires one to his brother, Zeke. Who redeems himself? Good catch over on the side. Excuse me, on the sidelines. He gets out of bounds. That's a that's a good thing. Yep, from the 15 yard line. I know the Wolves are working with two timeouts, and they got to get in the end zone here, Jacob. Got to, got to, got to get in the end zone. Yeah, every play from here on out needs to be a shot. That it does. That it does. That'll give them a little bit of time to huddle though, with that one uh, going out of bounds the way it was. Uh, Hunter Ham is back on the field, which is good to see. Yes, yeah, very good to see. So we'll see what they do here. The Lotes takes the snap. He drops back. He's got a little bit of pressure this time. Oh, and he is thrown down at the 32-yard line. Well, we now know how many timeouts Fayetteville has left, and that is zero. As Limbaugh just took his yep. third and final timeout of the Man, game. Got to take your check downs on that one. Got to throw the ball away. Got to do something. As Can't take a sack. That was just a breakdown offensive line. They only rushed a few guys. The offensive line let them by. A timeout on the field, and I reckon we'll take one with them. You're listed to the Federal Football Game of the Week on the Federal Sports Network, presented by Coos Pines Federal Credit Union. Swin the Printers serves all your printing needs. As a full-service printer, Swin can do everything you need to complete your project. If you can dream it, Swin can print it. Swin is dedicated to providing high-quality printing and excellent customer service to businesses and individuals alike throughout the Coosa Valley and beyond. Call Gary, Janice, or Clay today at 256-245-3236 or visit Swin online at swinprint.com. This 
Welcome back to the Federal Football Game of the Week. Pacey drops back to pass. He fires one to Hunter Robertson, and it's a little high, but he was hit hard by Asa Warren. Looked like a little helmet-helmet contact. Normally, with the way they do the rules now, it would have probably been a targeting call, but I like the no call there. He couldn't help. He was coming in hot, so that was a good no call by the officiating crew there. Two receivers split out to each side. 38 seconds left in the game. Third and 25. Aloach takes the snap. He dropped back plenty of time. He's going to fire one. And that one's incomplete. Yeah, very very fortunate right there. I don't think it would have mattered at this point in the game. But that ball was almost in the defender's bread basket. Yeah, that it was, Jacob. And uh, 27 seconds to go, fourth and 25. You've got one timeout down by 11. And this one's all but over. Yeah. Tell you what, though, it was a, a good night for football. It was, it's kind of chilly now, but I tell you what, it was a beautiful, beautiful ride up here. That it was. And uh, I don't know if we gave up on a Comer score. They're just absolutely destroying Winterboro 56 to 6 at the moment. Deloach steps back. He's got a lot of time to throw. He's running around. Fires one to Hunter Hammonds. And he's about eight yards short. That's the ball game. Yeah, I think I'd see the Lions just take a knee right here and let's head to the locker room and get on the bus and go home. And for the love of all things good, John Limbaugh, don't call a timeout. Let them kneel it and just go home. Well, uh, of all things good, those good things are all gone now. There's, Limbaugh has zero left. So let's <laughs> Victor Christian's going to take a knee. And this oh, one, he doesn't have any timeouts He left. took all three of them. Okay, good deal. The last one he called was it. Man, tough one. The tough Lions one are in victory season. formation, and that's the ball game. Well, two years ago we came out of here with a 21-6 dominant victory on our road to the playoffs in 2019. Not the case tonight as the Wolves are now 2-3 and three on the season. They dropped three games in a row by a combined, I don't even know how many, but I don't want to say it because it's a lot. And um, so, final score. Shortly, you're listening to the Federal Football Game of Week on the Federal Sports Network, presented by Coos Pines Federal Credit Union. You need a local insurance agent, someone that lives in your community, someone that can be there at the drop of a hat, like a good neighbor. State Farm agent Albie Steers can help you identify your insurance needs and help you choose the right policy. And when you need him, State Farm agent Albie Steers is there for you. State Farm agent Albie Steers in Silicaga. Online at albiesteers.net. Extra energy to make it through the day? Allen Brew Market has monster energy drinks, candy, and snacks for that quick pick-me-up. At Allen Brew Market, they mean it when they say fuel for your car and fuel for your body. You're rolling with Allen, oh yeah. Allen Brew Markets. When choosing a
a real estate agent, you want someone you can trust. Whether you're looking for your forever home, looking for an investment property, or that great lake house to retire to, Area Real Estate is the group you want on your side. Their experience in the industry and being a member of the National Association of Realtors guarantees that you'll get the best deal on your next property. They serve all of this area, including Lake Martin. Check their website for listings at arearealestateinc.com. for the Wolves, who started out the season 2-0, and looked great. Started out 1-0 in region play, 2-0 and overall. Looked poised to maybe get a 3-4 or four spot in this year's uh, regional playoff bracket, and now has lost three straight games, which Lynette can't help that. They're definitely top of the 2A rankings. Probably going to make a run at the state playoffs. They actually lost to a 6A, a big 6A school, mind you, by... Like, I think it was three or seven points. It was yeah, they a pl- lost to Valley by a touchdown. Yeah, it was like 35 to 28. So, you can take that. That is what it is. Lynette, you're not going to get this one. You lose to to Vincent, who is an inferior opponent, and you lose to Victor Christian, who is a small 1A Christian school, private school, mind you. That's a 1A football program who had probably didn't even dress 20 guys. Yeah, if you Jacob. I'm starting to think that maybe these aren't inferior opponents and the Wolves are just not as good as we thought they were. That's something you don't want to think. But, I mean, it's looking like it's heading that way. Next week will really tell about this team. Randolph County is getting blown out by everybody they've played so far. They haven't won a game. Um, if you if, Look, let me tell you, Blake's talking about this being a private one-day school. If you've ever been to an AISA game, yeah. You know, a, a church school. This is basically what this is, AISA school playing in the association that we're in. This looks like a like a cornerstone Christian or a CBA about yeah. that size. Yeah, that they just does. came out and just did what they did. They That's three wins now they've won by at least two scores or more. Yeah. Jacob, they were dressing 21 guys. Yeah. They had more guys playing both sides of the ball than the Wolves did. Wolves got beat 50-something to 20. And week three, well, it's technically, I guess, week three, but week four if you count week zero. Got beat 48 to 14 last week, or 48 to 20. Not that it really matters. Then come out of here with a 21 to 10 loss. Jacob, the offense took huge strides forward first two games of the season. Huge. And now it looks like they're just right back where they were the last season. And it looked like that the first two quarters of this game. The defense came out playing. The offense came out playing a whole lot better than what we did last week. But as the game progressed, we degressed, if you will. Jacob, it was 10 to nothing 
in the second quarter. Yes, sir. Early in the second. The Wolves had the ball inside the 10-yard line. We're looking to go up 17 to nothing and put this one out of reach. Instead, they shank a field goal to the left. Victor Christian drives all the way down, makes it 10 to 7, and the Wolves never scored again. They scored 10 in the first quarter and went scoreless. Victor Christian put 21 straight on this team. Yeah, I feel like this is one of those that got away, kind of like last week. You know, yep. yep. You can't let those get away from nope. you. You've got to start a game and finish a game how you started. We started off strong. And we degressed as the game went on. You can't do that. You've got to play 48 minutes of that clock if you want to win a football game, in which you had a big lead. Yep. Yep, that you did, Jacob. And two and three heading the next week. If they lose next week, the season's over for them. Yeah, don't forget we're Thursday next week. Oh, yeah, no coaches show. Catch us Thursday. If you want to tune in Thursday night at Randolph County, uh, due to race weekend, 6.30 we'll start pregame coverage. And at 7 you'll kick off live game action as Fed will take on with the Rand- uh, Randolph County. I don't know what their mascot is, but I know they're they're defeated this season. They're on a defeated season route, not they, undefeated. They're another one of those Tigers. Oh, they are? Yes, they are. Oh, my gosh. Tigers, Lions, everywhere. Last time I checked, there ain't even a Tiger in the United States that was, that was here, not at the zoo. But uh, anyways, everybody have a great weekend. Um, Be safe out there. Hopefully everybody enjoy themselves tomorrow watching some college football. As for me and Jacob, we're about to head back to Fayetteville, Alabama. And uh, I hope everybody has a great, wonderful weekend. Again, tune in to 6.30 for the pregame show Thursday evening, 7 o'clock for live game action. Everybody have a great weekend. Go Wolves and War Eagles. Y'all stay safe. The great Joe Namath said, football is a team game. So is life. Coosa Pines Federal Credit Union proudly supports the broadcasts of area high school athletics on radio, social media, 